The Wild Weird Podcast may include context that may cause extreme laughter. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> it feels right to like, I guess it's Eric Wisdom. Yeah. You can just say real if you want to. Hey guys, welcome to the Wild Weird with Greg. And my guest today is my dear friend Eric Hill. And my producer behind the camera is Juan Camacho slash Carlos, known by his sister. Wow. Yeah. No, you didn't want me to tell you that, Juan. But I did it. <laughs> oh man so the, the fucking olympics so okay I, I read an article i read two articles that was saying that they lost for the first time since 2004 i think it was like 24 25 games right yeah. so they don't have a horrible team they don't i mean they don't have like lebron anthony davis i they have I'm gonna name this. I'm a guess on the starting five. Uh, Lillard, starting point guard, which is a bad sign because you got no Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving, right? So Lillard's the starter, I believe. Uh, he had 11 points, and I'm assuming Jason Tatum starts. Bradley Beal, no, because Bradley Beal left. Um, then they got like Keldon Johnson. Uh, I really don't know the rest. Like the- Javale McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee, he came in. Yeah, and I'm still wondering, okay. So, and it was against France, right? And I I think the two players, I don't know if uh, Rudy Gobert played, but Evan Fournier plays for the Celtics. Um, And, yeah, no Tony Parker because he's retired. But that's not good, dude. Like, I think one thing it showed me, in my opinion, is that they're all individually good players that don't work well with each other on, like, it just shows you how some they don't have the team chemistry that other teams have, or they don't even care. That's because you got people on paper, right? It's like it's like saying you got like a paper champion, right? Yeah. Oh, he looks good on paper, right? But then when you look at these guys individually and watch them in like a game, then you're gonna see that oh, this guy sucks, right? And then I hate to say it, this is just pretty much letting you know how really you know how good is Damian Lillard. Uh, now it's you know now it's on display. Now the whole world sees it. Well, I, you I got was, this big contract, but you're not putting up what we thought that you could put up. Well, that's the thing. It's like these players have these big contracts, but that's not like is it applicable to the Olympics? Like they won a gold medal, right? Like they, if you're going to join the Olympic team, you want a gold medal. Your goal is to win. Especially they come into this game knowing the legacy of the last, like, what, 16 years, 17 years, of, like, hey, we haven't lost a game in, since 2004, and you lose the first game against France, <laughs> which really isn't even the best team. No, I don't even think France will even get close to even, like, a medal. I don't think they will. I think it probably will end up maybe being Nigeria. Nigeria is really good. Um, probably Spain. There's Australia's good. They got, a, they got Patty Mills and a couple other good players. But, like, it definitely showed that, like, well, you know, they already played Australia in an exhibition game, lost to them. They played against Nigeria, lost to them. Right. So that was kind of like a sign of things to come. Because in an exhibition game, there's not, you know, it doesn't count towards your record. But you still want to win. 
if you're competitive, because I feel like the guys that play in the Olympics are a little bit more competitive than the average NBA player, I would think, right? Because you don't have to do this, but you want to. You're taking time away from your family to deal with all the COVID protocols in Japan because, you know, in other countries, their COVID protocols are more severe, so they have to deal with more shit. But they just, I don't know. I should have watched the game, but... But see, is that going to be America's excuse? Oh, it was COVID? No, you no, can't yeah, say no that. Excuses. Every you, country has to deal with the same shit. Yeah, but see, but they can't say that because this is the NBA. So you're supposed to tell everybody else we have the best players in the NBA, in the world. In the world. And now the world is showing that... They're no, the best players in the world. Yeah, they're the best players in the world. And it's... I just... I really don't believe in any of these players. You know, I'm sorry. You know, people say, oh, but, you know, we got Kevin Durant. So I think it's starting to show when you take because this isn't the NBA. So the NBA is not marketing these guys. It's it's the network they're on is saying, oh, there's Kevin Durant. There's Lillard. There's all these max level. Even Zach Levine. Zach Levine was uh, on the team. So you got these max level contract players, quite a bit of them playing on the Olympic team. Yeah. And there are guys in France that probably might have put up the equal amount of points in this game as Lillard. And nobody knows anything about them. So it's showing you that, like, is are we starting to see that these players are just portrayed and marketed to be this great? And we're kind of fed it. And then they perform to the standard that the ESPN analysts and the sports analysts talk about them. But then when you see them compared to the European players, you're like, oh, there's a lot of players out there in Europe, Asia, Australia, New Zealand that aren't getting any credit that they deserve. And well. Now they finally got that platform to show like, hey, we can beat the, the United States team because we play team basketball. Yeah, but also it shows okay, it shows you the whole changing of the game, right? The NBA says, oh, we're going to change the game. You get all these big men who should be down low, you know what I'm saying, you know, scoring points. But no, they're out there trying to shoot a three-pointer. And to me, I you know, as I heard, they lost the game because they were shooting more threes and they weren't playing basketball. You know, they were playing three ball. Yeah. Okay. Who can, who can make more threes? And then it shows you right there that it doesn't work. And that's why college basketball is so important. People don't get that. It's so important because it's teaching you how to play inside out, outside in. Yeah. But the inside game is there. And now we got these skinny players who can dunk and play no defense. And, or even one And the average European defense. player can sit there and do a couple moves. And score 15 points, get three rebounds, four or five rebounds, and, and that's dominating you. Yeah. Right? And then you- And then you're you, blaming your teammates. Yeah. And then we're oohing on because you made a nice play. You made two good plays versus those guys scoring 15 points on you. And you said, ooh, 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 but now you're still down by 15 and 12. That just shows you right there that, you know, you're trying to change something that doesn't change basketball. No, it just doesn't change. And what's it. the only excuse? There's no excuse because they're like, well, the rules are different, so they have to adjust to the, the yeah. other style and other forms of rules because they're different than the NBA. What, is that the only excuse they have? Well, like, if you think about it too, name a player that's on that U.S. team that's known for banging down low, scoring points, just regular layups, faking somebody. No, no, not there's really not. None. Everybody is a. They're all three, offensive stars. Yeah, there are three point shooters who. Who shoot what thirty something percent from the three point line versus fifty five percent, forty nine percent just shooting regular two pointers. Yep. Right. So they're getting bullied, 
And, and, you know, we've seen that on that exhibition game when Kevin Durant gets just plummeted, you know, a block that just threw on the ground and he just looked at like somebody helped me. Yeah. No. And that's not Popovich's fault. They want to blame him. Like, oh, he's coaching crappy. What do you mean he's coaching crappy? He has some of the best players who cannot play the game. Yep. And that just shows you. And that's why I say, hey, Portland, hey, let Lillard go. Yeah. Because now it shows you, he, you know, he can go play for somebody else. And unless they make him the focal point, he's not going to produce. It's very true. I mean, I, I just, I think the city of Portland's more upset about the reset process. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like initially we all know that Lillard can go and it's not necessarily going to make things worse. You know, like if you keep McCollum, McCollum does a lot like too much dribbling, but the guy can produce when he needs to produce. Yeah. You're still going to win 40 something games. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. I posted about this. I think like a week and a half ago, when some, somebody posted something about the, when Lillard was rumored to be traded, when he said that all, oh, when he gets back from the Olympics, that uh, he's going to request a trade. And I was like, the thing that's really odd and upsetting about this is that if Lillard did go, I don't feel like anything changes. Like, we're in this weird paradigm where you trade Lillard, you get some pieces. Really, you're just getting enough pieces to keep you in the same position. And yeah. that's, that's a management problem. It's like we're in this like catch 22 of like fucking ourselves to where it's like we're not doing anything to improve. Like, and I get why Lillard says like, I want, like, I want to be here. I want to win a championship. I get what you want, but like, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. As long as Neil O'Shea is the general manager and Portland still has the fans and the fans, the fans are partially responsible because they cater to the fans. Like, whatever's been working for the owners to make money here in Portland, they are going to keep doing it because that's all they want to do. Teams that have championship incentives want to win a championship, so they do what they have to do to win a championship. And if getting rid of Lillard is what you need to do to get rid of a championship, teams want to have a problem doing it. Durant left Oklahoma. He left Golden State. You know, like which was which was horrible, which was, I think, was the biggest mistake he could have made. But if he won a championship to stay. Yeah. Was it because of the Clay Thompson injury you think had something to do with it? He's like, I don't know now because we're going to have a crappy year. No, I think it was because of the whole media thing on him. Where if I'm you, I'm like, dude, stay. They can talk all they want to. When the rings keep coming in, look at Tom Brady. As long as them rings are coming in, what are they going to say? Oh, you punked out. Why? Because they, they don't want you to that's be a what's, superstar? That's what's like killing me about the NBA. It's like there's so much publicist involvement. Like, all the NBA players, these star players, the big Supermax contract players, the Durants, the Lillers, the James Harden, they're, I, you don't see this like competitive thing because they don't really have a need for it. They make so much money. Like it's, they got everything they need to feed their ego, right? Like I'm not a sports analyst, but I could analyze people enough to know I could, pre- I could predict James Harden's day. Right? He's got to do something with that beard at least once a day. Somebody's coming in and fucking fluffing that thing up, right? Oh, yeah. He's got a pick right? and everything. <laughs> you don't see him showing up to the, you don't see him showing up to the stadium with a chick. So what do you think he's doing? He's hitting the local strip clubs. You don't think Houston's got a cool strip club? If anything, <laughs> if anything, he's like hopping on an airplane and going to Magic City. What like, do you mean? Yeah, it's probably inside the stadium. Yeah. Or they're coming <laughs> to his house and he's got a room set up. Yeah. You know, like that's what his day's doing. His, these players. Not saying all, not all of them are. There are guys that have kids. There are guys that are family men. Guys that work hard and live a, yeah. like a, a moderately simple life, 
to the fact that they make hundreds of millions of dollars, but like they are ego draining people. It's all about feeding their ego, right? Yeah, because if you don't feed it, then it's, it's beyond like, the competitive spirit. Well, like, they don't want to be like a has been. They don't want to be a has been, you know, and because the, they live in the the age of social media. Right. Right. Where they have to worry about so many other things, even though, you know, they're publicists or people working for them on their team are dealing with a lot of the stuff. So they don't have to focus on it as much, but you can't avoid it. Like Michael Jordan, you think he would have been as clear minded and focused if social media existed back then? Who knows? He could have yeah. been like he could have like took some shit personally like to rant and create a fucking like burner account. But who knows? But then again, with MJ, you got to look at it this way. He did have a lot of people on him. He did. And he if didn't you care. notice, he never changed face. Yep. You know, he's consistent. He, he never, he never went out of character. He stayed where, you know, people tried to, you know, they dug in deep and he just stayed in character. But he was consistent yeah. on all fronts. Yeah. Right. I get yeah, NBA has a what? problem with consistency on all fronts. Right. It's all about, oh, they're making a mistake. And then the NBA either criticizing it or defending it. Yeah. Well, even today, well, even today, they're still trying to find some type of dirt All the time. on MJ. Even when he did this little, you know, that little six series. How many documentaries yeah. has he had? Yeah. Oh, well, we got to find something. It's just, look, people, it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? There's some people you can get under their skin. This well, guy some is people like, that you whatever. can cancel and some people you can't. Yeah. You can't cancel Michael. No, you can't. And you can try. They tried. You gambled. You gambled. Okay. Who doesn't gamble? And then, and then. It's legal now. Yeah. But then when he said. Well, I'm legal age to gamble, so what's that got to do with it? And then all of a sudden, it just, okay, on to something else. Oh, yeah. oh, oh there's some birds in, birds in this tree. That's it, it, it. They just go away with it because there's nothing there. Well, the only thing they have on him now is, like, how competitive he is. Yeah. Like, all they want to talk about MJ is, like, he might be an asshole because he gambles and takes shit serious. Oh, Jordan was a bully. Jordan was a bully. Okay. Yeah. He wants to bet $5,000 on a round of golf or, like, on all this shit on a game of poker. Who cares if that's what he wants to do? You don't have to do it with him. What? How does that make him a bad guy? Yeah, you're just letting people know that, hey, he's what he said he was. I'm competitive. But that's the thing. And it shouldn't matter in the sport itself, right? Because I believe that everybody is good and bad, right? right. I would say even the best of people were a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Martin Luther yeah. King was a great man. No, no way. And he's a human being. He wasn't a great person all the time. He yeah. always, he had his downfalls like anybody else. Yeah, and like uh, I think it was like what? Think well, like like a year or two ago, they were talking about. Oh, he had mistresses. <laughs> I probably bet he did. Yeah. Who you gives know? a shit? Yeah. Of course they're going to come at somebody. I'm sorry. Like yeah. the, the guy was a busy man. Like yeah. the guy. The guy was. He's on the road. He's fighting the fight. He's doing a lot of work. Like. Are you, you know, surprised? Yeah. Like that's like fighting out yeah. LeBron. There's going to be piece. some temptation there, folks. Yeah, it just happens. Does that make him a bad guy? No. no. That might make him a not so great husband. Right. Does it make him a bad guy? Yeah. And he was doing everything right for the people. Yeah. His personal life was not for the people. And that's the thing. It's like people want everybody to be perfect. You can't. You Nobody's, can't be. The be people perfect. blaming or trying to or trying to like bring out all this negative info on somebody. They, they're not realizing they're not perfect. You're trying to bring like this out of something that's not there and it doesn't exist without self-analyzing yourself. Yeah, it's, it's negative energy because you want to bring something negative to the light so so that people will yeah. say, "Oh, we didn't know this. Well, oh, we didn't know that." 
And it's a personal reflection of how they feel about themselves. If you're a happy person, you're not going around trying to find out how bad other people are. Like, you think <laughs> I give a shit? Like, I have two kids and I'm married. All I care about is food, my kids, my wife, and trying to get some booty. That's all I think about, right? And I like to hang out with my friends, but I like booty more than my friends. Hey, and you know what? Uh, like, some, if, you, if some I, people like other things, I'm gonna say, well, yeah, you know, but if yeah. I called you. And while you're possibly like two minutes away from getting some booty, I'm like, hey, Eric, you still coming over? You would contemplate not coming over for the sake of booty. I wouldn't even pick up the phone. Yeah, you'd be like, well, there's a chance I'm not going to answer <laughs> Listen, it. When I'm done, hey, what's going on? You called? Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to say. You'll think to me, you'll talk to me in a more clearer mind. You'll yeah. be in a better mood. You'll be easier to deal like, with. I'm coming through, man. You'll be like, hell yeah, I'll be there in yeah, 10. Yeah, I'll take a shower. Tacos, you know? Like, I'll bring water and Gatorade. <laughs> but like, no, dude. Like, I, I just don't understand it. So like, you, there's a difference though between trying to find things out about people who gave a shit. Like, we didn't have to wonder if MJ was wanting to show up. Like, there's a lot of other players at that time. Like, Scottie Pippen didn't get as much credit as Jordan. People still do as great because he showed up. Yeah. Right. Now, now I feel like when I watch a game, there's a chance that oh, well. If Harden plays, he's going to do this. But then also, the next game, they can get blown out. Yeah. And he can fake an ankle roll and be out the rest of the game because it's going to affect his public image and his like his marketing. It's like, there's so much involved in this where playing in the Olympics is this weird ground, right? Because right. the guys that are in it aren't the top, like, 10. I don't know. Would you say top 10? I would say top 5. Top 5 are not playing in the Olympics. Well... You guys say, okay, cool. There's Durant. He's top three. He's top the four. one. He's the he's, one guy. He's the one guy. But you also think that he just came back playing his first full season from an injury. So this is probably him getting, just being competitive. Right. But then I'm not going to give him no excuse because, hey, you shouldn't have been there then. Wonder what you know what I'm saying? Were. I should so, probably look up their stats prior to this. You know, I'm not an, like an official stat getter, but I'm yeah. just saying Durant <laughs> is the guy that is basically representing all the other top yeah. three players. Everybody else is just, you know, their pieces. That are supposed to be big names. They're max players. Yeah. I guess that's what you call yeah. them, right? Max yeah. contract max, players. Max contract players. And now we're looking like, why are you, why is this guy a max contract player? Maybe the other guy on the other team should be a max guy because you're getting beat well, by somebody that we don't really I, I know about. I feel like about. this is a good display for not even just the United States team for guys like Kelvin Johnson had a good game. That guy can ball. I think, was he play for the Rockets? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah like, so he's good. Like, he showed up because he's got something to prove. He wants to make that money. He wants to make that max contract money. So right. he's got more to prove. A lot of these other guys, Jason Tatum, I think he might make contract money. I'm not sure on his contract. But, you know, he's supposed to be the focal point of Boston. So he's going to be that guy eventually. But, like, Lillard's got the max contract. Durant's got the max contract. Uh, Bradley Bill. I think had a max contract at one point. Yeah. Don't know if he still does. I think his con I think he might be. A free well, no, agent. he still has a, well, he's still in that max contract, I believe. Yeah. These guys but, are all all stars, but these guys have to realize this here and people don't want to want to say this, but you are considered a dream team. Yeah. Anytime you put NBA players out there, you are considered every four years. A it's a dream team. team. Yeah, it's you guys should be, a dream be team. because you guys are the pinnacle of the NBA that every other player that is a European, African, uh, Asian players trying to make the league that you dominate in. And they come to, they come on neutral ground 
and beat you. Yeah. Like, and get, and then they get no excuses. They get a little like, oh, you know, Durant had a bad game. Lillard only scored 11 points. So that's why they won. But like, <laughs> but then these guys, you'll see some of these guys in the NBA in the next couple of years because there are people looking and saying, hey, that guy's a baller. But then I don't like when I heard, I heard Tim Legler say, as they play a game, they're going to get better. Well, you know what? They've been practicing. Listen, you can get better all you want to, but these games count. Yeah. (laughs) So are you going to get better when it's like, okay, we're just in the metal round, but like we might get a bronze, but we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting close. Oh, we didn't have, you're going to come up with every excuse. A lot of these guys really felt like, Oh, in the last Olympics, I should have been there. So you should have something to prove a chip on your shoulder. Lillard should have a chip on his shoulder. It's hard Lillard to have a- should be a, should be out there playing like a point it's guard so and producing, moving without the ball. And I didn't watch the game, but well, I'm sure this making, guy was just looking. If you're making $20 million a year, can you have a chip on your shoulder in life? That's what like, I think about like, this guy. But you like, got to. See, the, the, and the reason that's why. The, that's what is, the pros right. and the real ballers yeah. do. You got to have a you chip on your shoulder. Crazy After you mind. lost those first games, you should have been like, whoa, we're going to move this ball around. We're going to cut through. But we're going to play defense. You got a lot of the egos that don't want to tell. I would say Durant probably seems off, like seems like he'd be the guy that would kind of, he's going to voice his opinion because he, he does that. He's like the guy that goes on Twitter and says, like, talking shit. And yeah. he's very outspoken. Yeah. Lillard's a little bit more reserved. Lillard's like, I'll talk. I'll talk if you come at me. Like, well, he's going to rap at you. You're going to yeah. do like a diss track. You can do all the diss tracks you want to. All we got to do is just watch the game. Yeah. So <laughs> there's not enough. Is there accountability? I don't know. I don't think Bradley Bill's going to go tell Durant like, yo, bro, like pass the ball. Like get your mind out of it. Like the other teams have less of these egos. Because these guys don't make a hundred million dollars. Right, but see, listen, you can't tell Durant to pass the ball because He's, because he passes the ball. He moves without the ball. That's true. He he draws people out. So you should have a free for all. Him being on the court should make it easier for everybody else. Yeah, because this guy can shoot a seven footer that can shoot. You but now, the only problem is that you probably got a seven footer who can guard you out there and move too. That's what I'm saying. In that Nigerian game, yeah. those guys are Durant's size, yeah. and they can. And jump. they were strong. They were. Did you see those bodies were, on those? Dudes? They were thickies. Yeah, yeah. You weren't moving these guys. No, I think you it know? was a surprise, and I think it was probably good that we played them in an exhibition game, but not the first yeah. round. We got France in the first round, yeah, and we had a lead for like the like the first couple quarters. Yeah, they like said, oh, yeah, they were saying, oh, they had a good lead. It was comfortable. And then, yeah, and then the problem is they started shooting three pointers, and then those teams capitalize on those misses, but then, and they go down and play team ball. But then ask yourself this question: How many players on that USA team have been? Anywhere close to all defensive player. Never. Uh, say that again. I would say never. Like maybe JaVel McGee. Yeah. Like Durant. Look, I mean, Durant could plays when he wants to. But I've never Bradley seen. Bradley Bill don't really. Do. I don't know. I, I don't know I if I've ever seen him Bradley on an all Bill defensive team. He's so athletic. He is so athletic. He's got like, he's got like the Russell Westbrook body. Which right. made them work well together. Think he can sprint down that court and block a ball, play physical, and he's strong. That guy, I'll say he can move without the ball. But the thing is, if nobody's worried about your jumper, you know, nobody. All they're thinking is you're going to drive to the basket anyway. And hit some mid range jumpers. You're you're kind of, but that's an unpredictability that he could take advantage of. Right when, when they're like, you know, when they're 
pre-gaming and they're going over the analytics and they're prepping for the game and they're like looking at Bradley Beal's tape and they're like, oh, this is what he does. Mm, he's not much of a three-point shooter. He's kind of right. Some games he shoots more than others. We saw that during the season. Some games he's scoring 40-something points. He has to shoot some threes. But, they're going on that day. But did Drew Holiday and the other guy show up for this no. game or did they just no. sit out? No, I think they had an opportunity to come. I don't know if... Well, I thought they were supposed to be after the finals. They were heading over. I think they're on their way. But so I think are they, they in protocol now? I think they're in protocol. And I'm thinking, why are they in I protocol? I read an article saying that... Because uh, there's a couple of players that play for different countries, right, that were on the championship team. Right. And I don't think Giannis is playing on Greece. I don't know how their team is. I, I didn't hear much about it. But I know Drew Holiday said once the game, the finals were over, that they'd go through the process and then they're on their way. Right. So what? By the time they get there, they're done. Well, hopefully Drew could show up before game two. <laughs> yeah. Somebody because gonna, give because I say you because you to- need Devin Booker. I'm sorry, Devin Booker is playing. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. You need, De- and I don't know if he played tonight, but you need a Devin Booker out there. You need points at least. Yeah, you need points. You need somebody that's going to move and that's not scared. And I ain't saying that Durant and them guys are scared, but it's like they're getting. Bra- Bradley Bill plays small uh, shooting guard, right? He's like a swing guard. Okay, so I say you just. I don't even know if Lillard started. I should have looked that up. But, like, just start Giroux, right? So you got defense. There and, you go. And he can score. Yeah. Then you put in Devin Booker just to start, right? Get right. some solid minutes. Don't overwork him in the first game he plays. But he's fresh, though. But so you take Bradley Bill off the court longer and keep Devin Booker in, you're going to get more points. But I think, to me, would I play Devin Booker first? Yeah, because he's fresh. Yeah. You know, he's fresh off of playing... Uh, like a what? Like a, like a week ago. Yeah, he's so he's fresh. He does. He, so he knows what's going on. He can still play. These guys are like. I mean, well, do you think he's fresh? No, he got out of the first round. <laughs> I hate talking about that guy because I don't. You know, trust me. I like I have, him, but I don't like. His I have game. such a weird mixed emotion with him because I like him when he does great. That's the that's the thing about Portland fans. We like it when we're good, right? Like, but then when we're bad, we want to criticize everybody. Right. We're like with Lillard, it's this weird catch twenty two where like he's been well since Lamarcus Aldridge, Batum, Wesley Matthews, that whole lineup left. Lillard is the our connection to the mainstream NBA world, right? Right. We're like McCollum's kind of getting there because he's involved in other things. Like he he's got his podcast is successful. Uh, he's you know. You see him on social media. He's got a big social media presence. And he occasionally pops up on, like, being an analyst or a guest analyst on a network show one time a year, right? right. So he's people know who he is, but they're like, he he's never been an all-star, so he's never even gotten that accolade. But like, but if you got money and, and, and you're giving, oh, yeah, you're going to get some stuff, yeah. you know? As long as you're giving to the kids who are going to, I'm guessing, are, are going to be your followers, well, their friends are going to follow. They're going to follow. They're going to follow. Yeah. And... Do I think McCullum is is he even worth the money? The answer is no. I think he's no. like one slight adjustment from the money. Like, like he's like a guy. Look, I don't know where he finds the energy because he's like this guy. He spends so much energy trying to score, which you admire the effort. Like, if I'm on his team, I'm right. like, at least McCollum is trying his hardest. He's doing a couple. He's trying to break defenses. He's passing the ball, but he's like, I would say McCollum doesn't get credit for being one of the top five ISO players in the league off skill alone. But see, that's it's the just, problem. You got to be able he's to hone playing it. ISO, right? Yeah. Okay. To me, the guy can play. Okay, I always said sometimes. Oh, I don't really like some some of his game, but I've always said he can play a little bit of defense. But I think if he focused. More on defense. Exactly. Just more on defense. I mean, do 75% of defense. 
Your offense is going to come out regardless. See, that's what I'm saying. It seems right now his offense is more forced, right? Like, you don't need to. It's impressive to watch. Yeah, you're driving when you don't have to. But you're driving and throwing up those floaters. Like, you don't have to do that all the time. But his floater is not consistent. But do you think that's a... Do you think that's a reflection of Stotts' offense and that that was kind of like something they were, they wanted him to do, so he did it? Or like, because a lot of it was like set screens for Lillard, get the threes, or drive, right? Or yeah. like with McCollum, it's like everybody spaced out when he, you see him kind of doing that like crouch down dribble between his legs, and you realize, oh, he's going to try to take it. He's either going to do a quick dribble, step back three, hit a mid-range shot, or go in and do the floater. But like, you don't, you don't have to do that. You really just have to like, Hone down on the things that you're good at. But see, when people say Stott's offense, I don't even know what that is. What is yeah, his offense? Here it goes. To me, his offense for anybody coming to the league, that's a, that's a player's dream offense. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You have to have so the players. So when Lillard was saying, oh, we need to get us, get us like a new coach, who? So do you want Chauncey Billups to let you do what you're going to do regardless? No, you're probably going to hate Chauncey Billups. Yeah. But because he he's going to ask you to play. He doesn't some want deep. Chauncey though. Chauncey, but Chauncey's there, right? He's there. He's okay. not going anywhere. Chauncey Billups is going to tell you to play some damn defense. Yep. He okay. played on the Pistons, bro. Yeah. Play their team. Play defense. And think about it, that Pistons team. Was there a super, super, superstar on that team when they won? No, but there was him and Rip no. Hamilton. That Ben Wallace was recognizable because he was ben an all-star. Ben Wallace was your defense and your rebound. And Rasheed had a reputa- reputation, and people liked Rasheed. Oh, yeah, and well, Rasheed showed up what he needed to you do. You can't hate I'm trying to, You cannot hate Rasheed no, Wallace. No, I, I love Rasheed. You can never. I mean, I tell people, how can you hate this guy? You definitely you can't just, now. What's the you, worst thing you did? Smoke weed? What? I don't care what he did. This guy, listen, he came to play. Okay. People say, oh, he should have been this, he should have been that. Yeah, but then if he would have did what you told him to do, he would have been you would have said, oh, he doesn't pass the ball. He would have he always, always been criticized. He always made the right play. Oh, why didn't he do this here? Because the the double team came and he did what he's supposed to do. He kicked it out and you made the shot. Or or if you missed, then you missed. Right, but he didn't want to, yeah, that guy didn't want to force anything. He's like, why, you know, well, if I'm the guy, forcing he something. the fastest, best in shape guy ever. So no. it was always about like being the smartest player and making the right decisions. And probably for his sake, not exerting as much energy. No, because know? he knew that he had to play defense yeah. and the guy played defense. You can, you can, you know, there's, there's players on that, on oh, those Blazers squads. Tayshaun Cause Tayshaun Prince did do his thing. Tayshaun Prince he was, was always, he was, he was the, he was a good Nicholas Patum. But listen, Tayshaun Prince can shoot. Yeah, he had a jump. They right. had him and him and Rip Hamilton had that inside game. Where did he go after um, Detroit? Because he went to a team. Didn't he do well with another team? Was it the he, Rock, Miami? Think, yeah, but okay, he did well. But I think with him was they kept talking about how skinny he was. No, he he's was so Chicago skinny. when Derrick yeah, Rose was there. Yeah, okay. he's so skinny. But I'm like, yeah, but look at everybody else in the league right now. They're all yeah. skinny. I don't see a lot of muscle. The muscle is the closest thing is either a a power forward. Which is no muscle. Used to be no you muscle. don't really see it. They're lean. Yeah, but I would say Bam Adebayo and Dwight Howard are probably the strongest muscular guys. Joel Embiid's big as shit, but he's not muscular. I would say Giannis is probably the strongest guy in the league, out, like outside of LeBron. I feel, like Giannis, I feel like Giannis could put up some weight, dude. The strongest guy in the league? Okay. Giannis put up. And this is, I think this shows what about up Jay Crowder? 
Crowder is pretty small. Yeah. The Crowder's, and then what's the other guy? They're like the same damn player. Oh, he played for the Utah, right? No, Crowder played for Utah. No, there's Crowder. He plays then, for Miami. Oh, my God. Did he play for the Clippers? Yes. Uh, God, what is his name? <laughs> but you know, but you know who I'm yeah, talking about. I, I, they're God. like the same type of player. They're like a bunch of nanes. They look like they're You know tw- what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they're all a bunch of nanes. You know what I'm saying? They're a bunch you of nanes. You know? They, they all got, they, 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 I'm not judging the dreads, cause I feel like the dreads, but Crowder does look like this guy's twin. God, what is his name? You guys, if you call, comment his name, please. We have to know. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm, God, he's right on the tip He of just my got couch. traded from what, the Lakers? Yeah. No, yeah, he got to trade to the Lakers and the Clippers. He goes from the Clippers to the Lakers. No, you're from the Clippers to the Lakers? Yeah. Oh yeah, he plays the Lakers now. He plays in Lakers. He played in the Clippers last yeah, year. But. He Montrez Harrell. There you go. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Same guy. Yeah, same guy. Same type of guy. Same hustle guy. You know, that's your bruiser. That's the guy who's muscular. You know what I'm saying? Who won't take no trash. You know, but then again, I I believe the Olympic team should have put DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, but I, dude, what, that if just, they, no, what if they turn that it down? Just like, what if but they just no, like, see, But DeMarcus Cousins comes to play. You see what I'm saying? You got a guy who's got the meanness in him. He comes to play. You know, you can't keep on putting these these pretty boy guys out there to play. Yeah. You you're trying to win at this Olympics. This is at all costs. Okay? You ain't supposed to worry but about to who? image. To the players? I don't think they give a shit. Because like gold gold Americans listen, Americans give a shit. For like two weeks and then it's back to the ABAC. No, well no, yeah. And then when the season comes and once you start doing bad, yeah, that guy couldn't do crap in the Olympics either. Like remember you in know? Tokyo? Yeah. He drifted. Yeah, because think about it. When we lost that game, you know, I was like, Wow. They these guys actually lost. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. But then again, I won't lie. Was I going against them? Yes, for people say I'm, I'm rooting for everyone. But you like it like America, Eric. I am in America. Yeah, I'm but rooting I can't for other teams because I would like other people to do good. It's not because they're from a foreign country. It's because I want to see other people succeed. And it is funny uh, being a five foot three bas- or five foot four and a half, five foot basketball player. I root for the underdogs, right? Any day I could drop twenty points. Oh, I played in my game yesterday, right? My league game. Uh oh, rolled my ankle this. like a motherfucker. I got a high ankle sprain. It is not good. I'm limping everywhere. But back to that. So first week, <laughs> first week, first week, I told you the first game, like first week, it was a disaster. We had a player that got in an argument with a ref, got kicked. Well, he didn't get kicked out. He just left. Right. He's just like, I'm out. I don't want to play anymore. And it's the first five minutes of the first, like first half. And so we're like, all right. So we have one sub for our entire team and everybody else has like four extra players. So everybody on my team that get, that day got to sub out. I played the entire game. Was exhausted. I did absolutely nothing. I did not play good. It was a disaster. I, I like to blame COVID, but really it's because <laughs> I have two babies. I barely sleep and I work all the time and I don't play basketball as much as I used to. Like I play basketball once a week on game day where before play four or five days a week. You know, so yeah, but for right. some guys, some guys, that's a dream. I get to play the whole game. Yeah. You no, know, for me, I was exhausted. Could barely breathe and felt kind of resentful towards my teammates. For like most of the game, but I was I was like, "This is cool, I can play." I'm playing, right? Well, at least you didn't lose by twenty. No, we were down by twenty at some point. Yeah, but then then you made it look like competitive. Score, at least the score looked competitive. Yeah, but because uh, twenty points, anything that's twenty points or even over twenty points, it's like you got slaughtered. But if you keep it, you know, 
15 is okay, you know? Well, here's the bittersweet. Thing. Especially with a bunch of young, young guys. They're young, like 18 yeah, to then, 22. Yeah, well, then that's, you know, then again, you have like a moral victory. Cause- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, so in game two, right, there were guys on my team that showed up that just weren't in the first game. So we're like, cool, we got our, our, we got a full squad today, minus the guy who quit in the last game and left. He didn't show up today. Yeah, I, I think he's done. He's not going to play anymore. But we had two dudes show up. This guy named, ba- uh, I think, Bayo, his last name. He plays for Roosevelt High School. Right? Just what? Uh, I don't know if I should have said his name, but the dude could ball. Well, you know, well, you know, I went to Roosevelt, so we do got you some. You went to Roosevelt? Of course, man. We got some ballers. We might not have any good coaches, but we had some ballers. This guy can ball. Right. The guy's probably six, four, six, five. I think he was like 16 or 17 years old and he was on my team. I didn't know who, how old he was until wow. like the end of the game or something, but this guy was killing it. There was other dude on the team. Don't know his name because they were calling him five different things. This guy had a shit ton of nicknames. I think that shows how good you are when you have a lot of nicknames. Yeah. Like me never had a nickname except in eighth grade. They called me peg leg Greg at practice because I ran with a gimp because I was fat. Looked like I ran with a peg leg. It was not well, good. Hey, they right? call me chicklet and, you know, chicken legs. Well, t- and then, you know, as you see, I these bad boys ain't never going to grow. You should meet my friend Jordan because you are a older version of my friend Jordan. Like, you do the like, you have the same, like, facial hair. You're both kind of thicky up top. You got the arms, the chest, and the shoulders. <laughs> but you guys have no legs. Hey, man, I've tried. You skip squat day? Listen, no. I was there on squat day. Just Jordan. I was there on grow day. I've only worked out with him once, like, (laughs) uh, where we did, like, legs and everything, right? But I didn't realize. I think he might have a problem with his legs. Or this is just something with people who have, like, skinny legs. But I remember he used to put something below his the arch of his foot, like, as support on his heel when he did squats. Because otherwise he wouldn't be able to get down all the way. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just how, maybe he has a problem with his feet, with his legs. Um, but like, that's one thing he did is like, they either put like a weight, like a, like a dumbbell underneath this, the arch of his foot to kind of arch him up a little bit. Right. But, um, and they did that when he squatted and it was rough. He always had like a problem with his squats doing that. Yeah. But like a lot of weightlifters, they like to lift in boots. And that's because it does, uh, I guess they say, you know, when your when your leg is lifted up a little bit back there, when you squat down, you can get some of your, you know, but your the thing claws is though, and your, this and your is, hamstrings. And I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not a balance. I'm not a massage therapist or a who's the person that works on your back? Ch- Chiro- chiropractor. A chiropractor. I'm not a chiropractor. I know. I, I don't. I don't know. I can think of that. But one thing I've kind of put together is like he has back problems. So maybe it had something to do with like not necessarily his legs getting in position, but maybe just of like the strain on his back, and it was like a co- like a compensation. Like, do you ever feel when you work out that there's any back issues with it? No, like if you're squatting properly, right? You don't really have to worry about your back if it's braced properly. Well, no. Well, see, sometimes it's it's your core. You know, your you core might not be he strong. He was shredded though. This thing, like he was like, well, I think now because he drinks a lot of you know we 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 drink more beer than we did in high school. In right. the early 20s. So like he's not as in great shape, but he's still, he's, I think genetically he's just, he's a strong guy. But like in high school, dude, he like, in weight training was at the top of the weight lifting. Like he could bench the most, dumbbell cur- curl the most. He was just swole. Like he was one of the bigger guys. Like, and he had abs. Dude had a six pack. So he was like, he looked like, I don't think the abdominal was a problem for him. But I just wondered why, because like, I think even till this day, he has like, and he also has the ass that's like super high too. 
You know what I mean? I think all skinny leg people have the high ass, which is really just leg fat. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> you walk kind of like a like a velociraptor. You're like, yeah. yeah you walk like yeah. a, you walk like a flamingo. Yeah, I need genetics. Yeah, but sometimes for some people, it's just putting something like on your back doesn't feel comfortable. And plus, when you haven't been trained of where to put it out on your back, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Maybe the circumstances of what he learned, like the like what workouts and certain positions cause strain on him. But like he's always had no, like when I worked out with him, he had no problem. We do bench everything upper body. The dude could kill it. Like, but when it came to legs, it was always just like a little bit of an issue. And he still has a skinny leg. Yeah, see, I, I used to love leg day. People said, "Oh, your legs are skinny." I'm thinking my legs are strong. You know, and well, just because skinny legs doesn't necessarily mean you have weak legs, depending. You know, well, for me, it was always the more that I lifted, the skinnier that my leg would get, but it would show all the you know, it yeah, you have more tone. Yeah, muscle. yeah, it's always tone, but it was always stronger. But only time my legs would even get big is if I was sprinting. Then my yeah. legs would start getting huge, you know, just from you know, just from all the poundage. But other than that, it was just you know, boom, 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 you know, sprinting, you know, and then your legs are huge, but. Now I'm like, hey, you know, I thought if I gained weight, maybe I, maybe my legs would get fat. No, 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 it didn't well, happen. This is, this is the problem I have because, <laughs> because of my Portuguese heritage, right? My dad played, like we come from like, my dad played soccer and like, we always had strong legs. Like I have strong legs, don't have really strong hamstrings until I work out. My calves always stay strong, but like when I'm working out my legs, my legs just get thick. They never lean out. The fat goes away. And it's replaced with like solidity and muscle, but it's just awkward because it's like if then my upper body, what like I would say last year, like peak veganism, why do you remember this? Peak veganism, I was like 125 pounds and like I could bench press like 200, like, and like, I don't remember what I leg press because I buried. I just really did whatever was hard for me to do at the time. I didn't really keep track of legs, but, um, but when I was working out with Brian, like when we worked out, like, we'd swim, we'd have our leg day, we'd have, you know, each day we're doing back, chest, shoulders, arms, we had a routine, each day we did the same thing every week, and my legs got big, but then my pants fit better, so it's like, it's kind of like the 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 top extends out, the hands yeah. go lower, the sides shrink, Yeah. right, but then I noticed, because my waist gets slimmer, I have no hips, so I look like, like one of those detachable toys that you can switch with another toy, where like yeah. the upper body looks skinny and anorexic, but my legs look like I can drop kick you. you know okay. I mean? So it's like, I, I look like the opposite of me. We're like, I can work out and like, I can get like my chest can be strong and I can build up a lot of upper body strength, but it seems like I get, it just like shrinks in. Like it's all like I get more ribby. I get more defined. My arms get skinnier, but more veiny and toned. The strength goes up, but like, I don't seem like I can put on a lot of weight and the vegan diet has a lot to do with it. So right. I stayed lean, but like my legs kept getting bigger, bigger than they've ever been. But my upper body was trash. It just never was able to put on density. I don't, I think it might've been my work. Obviously I wasn't doing something right. I wasn't. Well, it's, it's like when you, you know, when you're working out, they say that you have to rest after you start working out and doing like a huge routine. Now everything has to go from just arm day, you know, leg day. This, you know what I'm saying? And then you got to spend, so this way you got five days or seven days of, yeah. of rest. So, so something can start, you know, building up all the, you know, all your muscles start getting huge. People start saying, Oh, are you doing steroids? No, I just <laughs> rested. 
You yeah. Know? And, that, and that's the thing that was hard for me at the time, because when I was working out the most was right when my, like when my son was a little over a year, almost two years old. So I was like, you know, I get off work, go to the gym, go home, sleep till about like 10 or 11 o'clock. And that's when, that's when my wife wasn't working at the time when she was staying at home. So like I was able to work out, go home and get normal amount of sleep, seven hours of sleep, um, wake up, be up for a couple hours, um, either go to the gym in the afternoon and play basketball or do nothing and stay at home and do push-ups and sit-ups. So I wasn't like lifting weights. It was just all like sit-ups, push-ups, um, a variation of those and dips. And then go to work, do it all over again. Well, now, you know, having the baby, it's a lot harder because I have n- no sleep. Like <laughs> sleep doesn't exist in my life anymore. Right. And you basically, nobody gives a fuck. You just get rest. No, it's not even rest, dude. <laughs> like, it, nobody gives a shit about sleep anymore. Like, when I, when I, like, if I get home, let's say if I stay longer from work, and, um, I, that's just an extra hour of sleep I lose. Yeah, but you gotta think, this is the sacrifices of being a parent. Yes, and also, you know, well, that you will not get credit for. I don't. <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're hoping for it, but you're but not like, going to get see, no credit. That's the thing. I, I take I take full responsibility for accepting that being a father, you got to do the job and get no credit for it. And, and you can still love it. I love being a dad. Yeah, like, the one thing I thought was, I thought being a dad was going to be a lot harder than it is, but it was hard at first because you're doing something that you're not used to doing. And you're the anticipation of like something unfamiliar and like thinking like, oh, there's a life that's going to rely on me. It's not necessarily about me. So I thought like, oh, I'm good because I'm a selfish asshole. I am right. a selfish fucking asshole, dude. I, I like my wife and my children are and I would say my parents, my, my siblings are cool, but I definitely would say I like my parents more than them. And but like I thought that it would make this big change of like, oh, you're going to care about nobody. But you're going to care about nobody but them. You're going to become an unselfish person. No, still a selfish asshole, just a little bit less. Yeah, you know? see me, I tried to be selfish. And I can only be selfish on the days that I want to be I feel like I'm entitled to be selfish, yeah, in a way. I, oh, trust me, I know I am. People look at me, are, are you coming? No. That's the thing you're so great you're at, going to sit there. You're great at yes. telling people no. I am horrible at telling people no. Well, see, because I, I got to the point to where I said, I don't care. And they look at me like, you don't care? And I'm like, no, no, let me get back to my TV show. Yeah. And, and you'll know you because I'll say, what? What? And then they'll yell at you and I'm like, So is this what? something that you developed as you got older or were you always like this since like, you had no problem be, like doing this since you were younger? Or? No, it's just because I was always told to go do stuff for people. Right? And so I was used to oh, just... Oh, like, dude. Yeah, just, I was yeah. always used to doing stuff for people, so it's just in my nature to do stuff for people. Like, so when you got to the point where you're like, I can finally do stuff for myself and not have to do stuff for other people all the time, you took advantage of it. I yeah, that. I took advantage of it, but now it's like, it's like saying, yeah, you have money. I have some money. You know? I can go do what I want to go do. I don't tell people how much money I I have. I, I always tell, tell anybody them, how much Yeah, money. I'm always broke. I, I'm, I'm broke. I, I'm broke. I can't do it today. Yeah. And people out and people tell me nobody feels bad for the broke yeah, guy. Yeah. But everybody always says, Oh, he's broke, he's broke. But you know, you know <laughs> that's good. Uh, yo, which, 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 yo, which yo, hey, I teach my son, hey, you, you yeah, you're broke. They'll they'll just leave you alone. 
But then they're going to notice that when you guys are out to eat and, you know, they're ordering salad and you're like, give me the breadsticks, the soup and everything else. But and it's some other your appetizers. food. It's my exactly. food. And they're all picking off of your plate. And they're the ones who talk about your clothes, but you can buy your meal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of my, you know, that's something that I always tell folks. I can buy my meal right now. I can go on a trip right now. I do. I, I do you appreciate know? that now because this is a, a one to part of it wasn't always like this in my early 20s. Definitely was not like this. But like, it's nice knowing that if somebody invited me to go out to dinner, I'd be able to pay for mine and my wife's dinner. Yeah. Like, I just like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to spend less money for one day and then it covers my dinner. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's like, I really just have to like, not go out of my way to spend that normal amount of money. Yeah. Like my girlfriend, I'll be like, yeah, I'm not buying your meal. And she'll get all, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to be starving. And I'm just, I'm, I got a serious face, but I'm really just joking. Cause I'm going to feed you. I think it's funny that she believes you. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you're really not. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know? And so sometimes I'll be like, just order that. But you said, I know what I said. Just order it anyway. And she'll order it. And then sometimes she, I think she's gotten used to it to where she's like, you know, we'll go to a restaurant and I'm sitting there and then I'd be like, Oh, so you're just going to order that $25 meal, huh? <laughs> you're such an ass. So you just, you didn't really care about what I was talking about. One day, one day, just when you guys go out to dinner, just let her buy whatever she wants. Look, you know what? You tell her. You're like, see that? Just get it. Just go ahead. You're gonna get it anyway. Just get it. Just get it. I got you. And then she's expecting you to react a certain way. Like, yeah, man, I'm gonna, when we leave this restaurant, he's gonna be like, "How'd you? Why'd you fucking buy that fucking margarita? God damn it!" And you know, say anything. Well, and see what she. We'll see what the. Just do that for one day. Oh no, I do. But and then I notice, like, you know, here it goes. I just bought that meal. I ain't gonna say anything. And I'll just say, "Hey, my back is killing me." My back's not killing me. Yeah. I just want to see if you're going to say, I got you. I give you a massage. Okay, cool. You just paid for your meal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I get that. It's just called, to me, it's just, it's more of appreciation. And that's what, know? that's what we got to do with our spouses, man. Like, one thing I've learned is like, if I actively try to be like, treat my wife good, all like, I'm always like, me and my wife have a great relationship and she's accepted me. For my assholeness. Like she knows, she married me. She knows who I am. And I'm not great to be around all the time, but there are some parts of me that people love. You know, I'm a very, I feel like I'm a wholesome guy. Like you guys tolerate me. You hang out with me. You talk to me. Like, yeah. But but you might not want to all the time. You got to have your space. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember we were walking into Winco, right? And you know, like I said, she used to always have her cigarette and I'm not walking with you while you're smoking. I'm just, I was that guy though. I was that guy, you know, and so. I'm one of those guys. I just I'm I'm going in there. Let's get this stuff and get the hell out of here and go home. And I had like 20 minutes, and, right? And she wasn't smoking, but she's always having to stop. I'm like, you know, I'm like, get everything right now, so that when we get out of this car, mind, we can dude. we can work we can that. walk in this store, you know, maybe together. Because <laughs> I'm walking, you know what I'm saying. I start off you know? in the store together, and then you know, especially with the kids, because we got. Especially with like Gene now being a baby, he's really good, so he doesn't cry really in the stores that much. He only really cries when he's hungry and when he wants his diaper changed or he's tired of the situation. Like if you put him in a, a bouncer, he can enjoy the bouncer for a solid ten minutes. But as that ten minutes goes by, I'm expecting him to get upset, and, I, and then he does. I'm like, okay, okay, let's go. We'll get you out of here. Put you somewhere else. At the store, that's fine. So like, but because where I don't want to chance him crying or getting upset and us having to like stay longer in the store. I want to get through the store as quick as possible, get what I need. If anything, faster than I did prior to having kids, which I was already like that. Well, see for me, everything's faster in the store now because see, I, I'm the guy who used to do all the shopping Yeah, uh-huh. cause I'm cheap. So I'm like, <laughs> you saw the bill. No, like, I'm, I'm still, broke. I'm still looking for that 
piece of chicken that's going to be close to four bucks and not six bucks. <laughs> and I'm going through and I'm going through. That's I go to the Yeah, you know, and so I'm looking through. But since I would own went vegan, they're like, damn it. Okay, can I ask you a question? I've <laughs> you have to branch off from Eric. Be honest. How was the price difference of your grocery buying since being vegan? Well, to be honest, because uh, I've been buying like a lot of organic. Yeah, that does. So, so the organic, see, it, it's, it's cheaper now because I learned that, hold on, don't buy too much because yeah. I might not be hungry for that and then it can in go, like three days and everything go goes bad. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, buy more. Yeah. So now I'm one of those guys like before I even think about going to work. I'm like, okay, let me stop by this natural grocers and you grab eat a on the go more, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but it's not fast food. It's just, hey, I'm gonna go here grab this, and cool, I'll leave it at work, and then I'll have it again tomorrow. Yep. It's only, only problem a is lot that more food prep. Yeah, people at the house suffer because they're like, <laughs> you know, seriously, <laughs> you know, and and this is no knock on my girlfriend, you know, because my sister used to, you know, if she hears this podcast, sorry, but I'm gonna tell the truth. You know, my sister used to always tell her. Oh, you lost some weight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, give her the compliment. But then it's almost like you took the compliment back by saying, but if you do this, it's like you just ruined everything. Yeah. So, so it's like it's not good enough. Right. So it was like me going vegan and not buying the chicken and all this stuff for everybody else to eat. Now you guys are like on your own. But everybody's and since an it, adult now. Yeah. So but, but Eric. Eric always shops and buys all the goodies. Uh, so now there's no more. Yeah, there's no more. Yeah, there's no more hot pockets. There's no more donuts. None oh, of this stuff. So now I've been eating a pop yeah. pocket of like three years. No, I'll say longer back. So so I'm gonna take the credit because they're like, wow, you lost a lot of weight. They told my girlfriend that, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're like, yeah, because she yeah, doesn't. Yeah, because Eric's not buying but, all these visual snacks for anybody to eat, and people are, and then and then I get mad because you know how you get it. Ooh. You're a little too skinny. And I'm like, nah, you leave her alone. She's just fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear no more of that. And sometimes, you know, I got to clown my sister like, hey, you keep talking about that. But what is that? What is that? Because like I knew when I was skinny, I looked like Marvin the Martian. It's called envy, man. Yeah. But I was like, my body was pretty soft. Like my wife didn't tell me I was too skinny. Like, you know what I mean? Like she was telling me I looked great. But like, so for the people that actually saw my body on a regular basis were the ones giving me credit and like compliments. And then the people that were like, I barely talked to that obviously were in worse shape than me and like right. had man tits and like were huffing and puffing walking down the hallway telling me I'm too skinny. And I'm like, what's your definition of skinny? Like if I, I can like, it's like when people tell you, oh man, you know, you like, I was saying, oh man, I'm hungry. If anybody who's not vegan says they're hungry, that's a normal thing to say. If I say, man, I can't wait to go eat you. I'm hungry. They're like, it's cause you should eat some meat. But I'm like, I'm, like no. I'm allowed to be hungry. Yeah, anybody can be hungry. I'm like, I'm just gonna go grab me some fruit and you know, yeah, no, I'm gonna go get an apple, banana, and a bag of pistachios. I'll be solid for the like four hours. Yeah, you know, that's just me now because I'm like, and to me, it just feels good to go in there and say, "Who? I bought some fruit. I would never have done that four years ago." No, and it's refreshing because then I can eat fruit, a salad, and eat light, and then not feel like I need to take a nap or be. Like stuffed and uncomfortable for a while. Right. And the last thing I want to be prior to work is like uncomfortable of going out in 80 degree weather and working and feeling like I got an upset stomach at the same time. That's not fun. No, it's not. And then it's, it just, it's like bloated too. You're feeling bloated and you know, 
Uh, the older I get, I just try to feel not bloated. But you know, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you do about this? Is this is off the subject, but what do you do about the gas? You can't do anything about the gas. Because I'm telling you, man. You can't do nothing about the farts. Well, I'm putting out like you man, can open windows. That's what you can do. It's like grenades, partner. And I'm just like, woo. Did you realize too, no like being vegan, you have like a combination of farts. Like it's yeah. not just one fart. One thing I know, when you eat meat and you get you see like you're just eating fast food, you're eating meat, daily shit that everybody else eats. You're you might have two to three combinations of farts. Yeah. Right? Being vegan, you have. About five to ten combinations of farts, and they all vary in different types of stuff. Yeah, you don't even know that's going to be coming. Like, what the heck? Okay, no, well, I, didn't know I can. I, was going I to don't that. even need my stomach to feel it. Like, if I, but I would say prior to being vegan, I can feel the fart coming prior to having it. Where now, I can just feel it really right before it's about to exit my asshole. I'm like, oh, I'm farting, and then I fart, and it's not going to be great. So I end up lifting myself up from the chair because I feel like <laughs> there's a chance that I might shit myself. And I worry about that every day, but I never do. And what I've read is if your farts smell more methane gassy, right? That's a good thing. It's actually, farts aren't bad to have. And the more frequently you have them and the worse they smell, that's a good sign. But like, we all know the difference. Like there's a difference of smells and farts of healthy farts. Yeah. And the yeah. fart that you have, when it smells like garbage, it smells like yeah. garbage because you're constipated. <laughs> and you can't take a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the fart. That's, that's the worst part. Cause you're like, you know, something's wrong where you're like, Oh, I thought this was going to be different. See, I love it when I'm at home. Right. Because like I got to the point to where I don't give a damn. We can be there with, you know, girlfriend, Dude, my, her, my nieces, wife's her daughter, mine. they're all sitting there and I'll just be like, man, she's, and I'm like, and I'll blame my dog, Charlie. And they're all looking at me like that was you. And I'll do like three more, three more in like, what, 10, 20 seconds. And they're you like, they just got to get used to it. The yeah. Thing. And then they're, but then they say, what's so crazy is that it's not like it stinks. I'm like, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, There's I'm, a variation. If I eat, if I do like a, see one day I do like a all day fruit and vegetables, right? And all day I don't even touch rice or grain. Those are red. Those are bad. Those, yeah. those, those smell wet. You know, those, those, those are good. Like the, my stomach, it's they smell like acid. Like you ever seen the alien movies? Oh yes. I just pictured that's what an alien's fart would smell like. It would smell like acid and burn like fucking a hole through like steel. But oh, like yeah. the if I eat tofu, carrots, mushrooms, I'm eating very hearty whole like uh, whole foods. It's a good fart. It's healthy. It makes when you fart, you're like oh. I don't even think I would offend the people around me if they smelt this. Yeah, see, mine is broccoli. If I eat some broccoli. Oh, broccoli, spinach. Oh, yeah, it's just like. Anything green. Oh, yeah, our bedroom would be like the, like a natural like disaster. And then, and then my son's like, dude, I'm like, hey, don't come in here. I'll come out there. Because I don't want it to just go out of the room. Yeah, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. You can't do anything Because he it. laughs because he'll tell me, you know, he'll get ready to go to work. And he'll start walking by my room. Or he'll, and he'll just hear this big old. And that ain't Charlie. That's me farting. Yeah, no, this is the thing. I've realized that, like, I've, I've noticed enough healthy people farting, and they fart more frequently. Yeah. Healthy people fart more. Fat people have really nasty individual daily timed farts, right? Like, yeah, it's, like, and it's like, it's disappointing because you're like, oh, that's a sign that you're going to die in five years. Or that's a sign of, go use the bathroom. Like, man. you're holding it. You your have shit. to go. Just, just go. Like, either you're, you need to take a diuretic. Or you really are having, or you're really a fat piece of shit that can't take a normal dump. Or you just need to stop eating so much. Yeah. If you don't eat for the next five hours, guaranteed dump. Well, you know, I tell people this, I'll be laughing because like, Hey man, uh, how'd you lose weight? 
go vegan. Oh, this is a big person. Oh, I can't do that. Well, I guess well, then you ain't losing that. Well, that's what people ask me. They're like, like, man, I need to lose some weight. What do I do? I'm like, go vegan. But also, I don't know what other else way to lose weight. No, same here. And, and this is the quickest weight I've ever lost except being stressed out. Yeah. Oh, it's being stressed out. I go the opposite. I get fat as fuck. I get fat as fuck. <laughs> no, me, I, me, I just lose weight. Because I zone out. And the worst thing I do when I zone out is because I'm trying to ignore the stress is that I'm not paying attention to what I'm eating. So, like, I can go in the kitchen, grab something out of the fridge, eat it, and a couple hours later, not even realize I ate, and then people have to tell me I ate, you know? So, it's like, if I'm going through stress, I really just go on autopilot, and then I'm not paying attention to anything. I If I'm, if I'm not stressed out, or if I'm just, how do you say, like, I'm trying to be aware and, like, forefront, like, I'm just trying to be conscious all the time. That's the best mindset to be. It's like, it's not the most comfortable mindset, but when you can be conscious as much as you can, then you really have the ability to make better decisions more frequently. Like you're still going to be, there's still going to be all these habits. Like if you chose right now, like I'm going to leave here and I'm going to go home. I'll be up for a couple hours, but I'm going to just be conscious. I'm going to be aware of everything I'm thinking. Probably 35% feel good, like 65% not feel so good. But that changes the more you do it. Right. And so, like, I'll catch my, myself in periods, probably weeks, where I'm like, oh, man, I've just been in this horrible mindset for a week of it, an asshole, not talkative, um, kind of ignoring people. And I have to remind myself to snap out of it. And then I have, like, a, another couple good weeks. Then I'm back to having more shitty weeks. But I have nobody else. Like, I'm not really talking to people about how I feel. Like, I'm, you know, my wife has her stuff that's going on. She's busy. She's just taking care of the kids. She works full time. She goes to school full time. Like we all, like so we talk about our feelings, but I like I'm 30 years old. What, what how what's the point of me talking about how I feel when I know that it's not like if I feel shitty right now, I'm not going to feel shitty in a couple hours. Right. You just got to feel through it. Well, know? it's like for me, you know, when I'm feeling shitty, I'm like, hold on, I don't have time to feel shitty. I can't because I don't get that time back. Well, so I don't think that, but so, in reality, that's yeah. what happens. You get busy and then you forget you're shitty. You're feeling yeah. bad three hours ago yeah, because I always have to like check myself. You know, I always tell myself, check yourself. Why are you mad at this person? Why are you mad at that person? That's the best way to be. It's like, hold on, let me catch myself. And then I have to figure out, instead of saying, hey, I apologize, I just have to change my actions to make it seem like, okay, I was mad at you, but I need to change that whole point of view of yeah. what I'm thinking and just but erase that's really cautious because yeah. you're, you're really just being like, okay, I'm I'm aware of how I'm feeling. And it's okay to be aware of how you're feeling. That's that's where you can reset your way of thinking and like kind of where you're gonna go from there, like there on. And if you're able to be like, oh man, I'm kind of an asshole, or I'm like, oh, I should have not. I'm I, let's correct this a little bit, right? So now you're going forward with a different mindset, which kind of brings a sequence of different circumstances towards you, right? Which is going to benefit you in the long run, right? Yeah, like, it always does. It always does. Like, because yeah, you're going to be giving off, like, we're all going to be giving off a shitty vibe if we're walking around in a bad mood. Nobody's going to want to approach you. You have less opportunity. I feel like in the grand scale of the universe, the analytics and probability of great things happening happen less often, where if you just try to not be a dick and stay positive, more positive things happen. Or you just, because you're in a positive mindset, Things that you would normally think are negative happen to not be as bad, but the positive things are even better. So you're aware of the positive things happening more often than the negative because you're in that mindset. You're attracting positive thoughts 
where if you're in a negative mindset, all you're thinking about is all the horrible shit that's going on. Fucking, you stub your toe, you're like, oh my god, that, that fucking sucks, and that fuels, fuels you as you go, and it makes your whole day shit. Yeah, but these days for me, when I'm in a shitty mindset, and I'm so mad, and everybody knows that I'm mad, it's like, it's a good thing. And so, all of a sudden, people are respecting me a little bit more, I but get a little you- more. But how and do you then, feel at the end? Do you ever feel like, oh, I should have done that? But yeah, no, it benefited you in some aspect. No, I don't feel that way because I just told myself, ooh, I'm going to take advantage of this one. I'm not even mad anymore, but I'm going to just keep that snarl on my face. <laughs> That's what five-year-olds do. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Like they say, hey. I get you what you want, but you're bingo. You know what I'm saying? reality, did that work for you when you were a kid? Yes. And just, yeah. but, but I didn't like it because then what people said later on, like, oh, you know, we used to be afraid of you. And I'm thinking, for what? I'm the, I was the nicest guy in the group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, yeah, because you would say this and say that. And then I go, those were jokes. Like, you took me serious? You took me, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, you took that serious? I do. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm thinking, are you out of your mind? You're like, you I'm know? sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That wasn't yeah. my intention. Yeah, those was never mind. I was just joking around. But I'm like, yeah, I was one of the strong guys. But I tried to be like half wimpy. Just to be, you know, just to, so people wouldn't think that I, you know, I, think, I was man, too cool. Like they could have, I don't want to be too cool. They could have like, written yeah. on that mindset their entire lives of thinking like, man, you know, like, like they could have, that could have affected them for a long time. And you didn't even think like they just took it the wrong way. Yeah, But the crazy part is that it was always, you know, dudes like, yeah, man, he, but all the girls were like, oh, you were so sweet. I, I still am, you know, consistent, you know, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I still am. I'm like, I'm, I'm. You know, I just don't care because I'm one of those guys who say, stop crying about something, fix it first, start fixing it, and then cry about how you had that time, but it still got fixed. I said, because crying, that's just time that you're spending not trying yes. to fix your situation. I under, I completely understand that because crying is is not great on time. And that's that's why people call me an asshole but, and a dick. But sometimes you got to let people cry, Eric. It's okay to cry. But see, the only problem is I'm going to let you cry, but not right now. Not in the moment when you, when, when I know. You're totally entitled to not have people cry around you. Yeah. Well, see, I always tell people this here. When you've been through a lot of stuff and it's weird because sometimes when people go through something, I'm like, damn, I've been through that four times. So you realize it's not Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I've been through four circles. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I always tell people, you know, I tell people I don't want to be in a circle. I want to be like a Q because a Q, there's a way out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now I always tell people, I've already been in that circle. You're still doing the circle. That does not work. They tell you it works. It does not work. They want you to go through a thousand processes when all you got to do is this one. Yeah. This one creates, their process creates heartache, pain, crying, all types of stuff. It creates a downhill and, slope yeah, of negative effect. And yeah. And, and, and they don't get it. And they're looking at me like, you don't know. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yes. Yes, I do know. But that's the thing, you know, this thing, like you're completely aware. You're like, no, I've been exactly where you're at. Yeah. But I just chose to take a more efficient, helpful route that benefits me because it's like, that's, that's like, you ever like go, um, how do you say, you ever like somebody around you passes away or something tragic happens around you. Right. But then. You you would know it's sad. Like you're like this is a very sad scenario, and I'm I'm upset, and I can feel the sadness. Right. But there's no tears invoked. Right. Right. So I'm not going to pretend to put on a show and feel guilty about how I'm feeling. 
So like, I've always like, I find it more insulting to cry sometimes yeah. when it's not meritable. Because then. sometimes, you know, you know, when you're crying, some people and uh, people don't call me a dick again. Some people are crying because they want people to feel sorry for them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so people ask me, oh, are you crying? Yeah, but I'll cry when I get home. But you're you know, also crying. You're yeah, not because, like, oh, you're not like, like, like loudly screaming. Like, well, I can't do that. I'm well, not see, capable of it. I'm that guy. Like, if I know you. You know, people say, man, he's, this person's gone. I always tell myself, what did I not do? Yeah. You know, for this person or, you know, that, that needs to change. You know what I'm saying? For me, you know what I'm saying? You're being so, self-reflective. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to change because there's things that, you know, you know, people say, oh, I wish I could have did this. I wish I could have did, you know what I'm saying? Did that. So I always try to tell myself, hold on, let me do this. Yeah. Yeah. I might go. I mean, you know, my budget might go broke this weekend, but I don't care. I'm just going to do this anyway. And people are like, you're stupid. I'm thinking no, because, you know, me doing this is going to help them. Even if they're using me, I don't care. If they come at me and tell me I used you, I used you. I just reverse it and say, you can't use somebody that that, that just gave to charity. Yeah. And, and then, like, then they look at me like, you. yeah, yeah. And then, we, then, you know, once you use that word charity, they really beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> How you gonna call me charity? Case? <laughs> hey, you know, you said that you use me, so I don't mind giving the charity. And then I, I just switched it on you just now. Yeah. Right. But you you're like, never, I can't really lose because yeah. I did something for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so, a, that's, a, that's the art of giving. It's yeah. Like, you can never you say. Give, you can never really lose. Yeah. Like, you know I, what I'm saying? So I so I always tell people, you know, you know, they're like, man, your sister used to do this for you. She used to be mean to you. I said, yeah, but I should have did this for my sister before she passed. So. Exactly. I, I'm not going to make that mistake like, dude, ever again. I you grew know? up being so, so mad at my siblings and my, mad at my family for stupid shit. Like I always thought my brother and sister never liked me because I was the youngest. Right? I always thought like, yeah. and there was such an age gap where I, at the time I didn't think about like, Oh, it makes sense why a 14 year old doesn't want to hang out with their seven year old brother all the time. You know, yeah. or if a 13 year old girl doesn't want to hang out with their seven year old, they want to hang out with their friends. They want to be a kid. I get that. And then as I get older, right. and I'm still thinking, and then it switches over. Yeah, it switches from like my brother and sister have kids. Now I'm close with them because I'm close with their kids. But then now I'm mad at my parents more often. I have to have a target. <laughs> I'm like, I'm mad at my dad. My dad can't do anything without me getting pissed off at him. Right. right. And then, then you get to a point where like, okay, now you're mad at your siblings again for shit because you feel like they wronged you in some way. Oh yeah. But then they help you out. Like my brother and sister, like I, for, for the longest time I was so mad at them. But then when I needed them the most, they were there for me. Like right. when I was, I had no job and was, or had a job, was making minimum wage, working part time, not supporting myself. I was never homeless, thank God, because my brother and sister were like, yeah, you can stay with me. Like, just watch my kids whenever, like, we need you to. And right. you have a place to stay. Here's the rules. Don't break those rules. And they were more than lenient and like perfect with those. Like, I followed all their rules to the most part. But like they they didn't have to do those things. Like they could have just been like, No, you can't stay with me. Or no, you can't do that. And they would have been completely justified in it. And then I would have been back living with my parents, and then they would have been like, No, you can't stay here either. That they that could have been justified. I was a full grown man, I'm twenty two years old. Right. But you know what see, I learned that it's weird. It was like, you know how people say tough love, you know what I'm saying? Like I was like, Yeah, my you know, because I'm like the youngest, so I don't forget nothing. You know, I, I remember when you didn't give me my dollar when I was this, you know, age and I'll bring it up. They'll look at me like, you remember that? I'm like, damn right. I do. Right. And sometimes, and sometimes 
that's my justification for not giving you gas money or something like that. And then look at me like this dude needs some help. Right. But then it's just because of, you know, traumatized or, you know, about something, but like I got one sister, you know, she, you know, always has my back on certain things. But like, like when you just said, you know, I need like a place to stay, you know, she's like, no. And I looked at her like, well, what? She says, no. She goes, you get your ass up and you figure it out. Yeah. She goes, she goes, no, because if you don't figure it out, you're going to be like everybody else. So I was so, so I was really pissed off and mad. Right. And then, you know, I went to go talk to my stepdad and I was like, Hey man, did it? And he was like, no, you remember how you had all them to all them jobs? People always talk to you. You work too much. You work too much. He goes, that's about survival. Yeah. You were surviving. So be back in that survival mode. You know you always got a place to stay here, but you want to stay with your parents. But do you, and so do you it was feel like, like you're boom. in survival mode now. Yeah, I'm always in survival mode. I, me too. Like it doesn't go away. It's it the never only goes way away. I can take care of myself yeah. is being in survival. It mode. never goes it's away. Stressful. Yeah, that's why I can't be. See, I'll be honest. That's why I cannot. I, I feel like I cannot be addicted to alcohol, drugs, or anything. People ask me what's your addiction, and I'll tell them. I said I'm sorry. It's called money, and and they say money. You didn't want to smoke weed. No, weed costs money. You know, this costs money. Dude, that's so smart. I said, I said, liquor costs money. I said, I don't want to waste that money because I, I don't know, you know, cause it was one of those times, you know, where, you know, I'll tell people paid a boatload of child support. I don't know where the next meal might come from. So I just worked my ass off. And when it all, and when all the child support disappeared, I, you know, I was like, Oh, I can take a break. I said, hell no. I ain't taking no break. I'm going to gain all that money right back by working a bunch of overtime. It's called sacrifices to get where I, I need to be. Yeah. And there's some people who talked a lot of shit about me, you know, and said, oh, Eric, you ain't just you. And I'm like, dude. And so I'm like, whatever. And then I don't brag about what I have. You know, people say, oh, you ain't shit. You probably got this. And then again, you probably got that. And I don't say anything. But then one of my friends would say, Motherfucker, this he's this guy is a fucking homeowner. What the fuck do you own? Mm. Well, I got a car. Well, that can break down. Yep. Yeah. And then that'll be your home, you know. And so I've always tried to tell people, hey man, you know what? Get a home. I always wanted to buy a house. Same. But it was always something that I did back then that prevented it from happening, dude. You know what? I'm 30 now, so let's say seven years ago, I'm sleeping on my sister's couch with a garbage bag of clothes and a duffel bag next to the couch. Life's pretty great. Yeah. Things can change really yeah. quickly. If you yeah, can things can change quickly, but then, you know, it's like always in survival mode. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And people ask me, did you, you have like enough cars? Did you when you had kids? Yeah. It definitely, dude, it yeah, definitely I, got worse. I, man, there was times when I was like, damn, I gotta, I gotta get some money. Right. I'm like, I got to feed this kid because if I don't feed this kid and his mom finds out, I'm going to be in some trouble. And, you know, my son came to live with me and I'm thinking, OK, was I really prepared? Hell no. I just said, no. yeah, I got this. No, and I was not prepared. Yeah, at all. I wasn't prepared at all. I, I swear to God, I wasn't. I, and I, when we found out we were pregnant with leave, I was working as a carpet cleaner at a nursing home making. Eleven seventy five an hour. And I was like, okay, well, you don't 
really have any, you have to figure something out because this is not going to, you can barely pay your side of the rent and afford enough food in your refrigerator for yourself. Now you have to take care of your pregnant, uh, pregnant wife and a baby coming. Figure this out, right? Yeah. That's the only thing I've been good at is like trying to figure out the next step of survival. And it's never been like a huge step, but it's been enough. Right. And I'm still like the one thing I fucking marvel what you're able to do is like one thing I struggle with is like, is that I can't go as far. Like I like, I'm a selfish asshole. I like things that I like. None of them are bad, but I spend, you know, I spend money. My wife buys stuff that she likes towards her interest. And we, you know, we have a joint like checking account. So all our money's together. So she wants something. I'm like, I don't ever tell her. No, she knows what, how much money we have and how much we can spend. She never spends more than what we need. But if I'm if I'm like if I have the money, I'm like, oh, I got I got a pair of shoes, you know, just not. I always have a budget. I'm not going to drop two hundred bucks on a pair of Jordans. But if I want a pair of shoes and uh, my other pair of shoes are old, I'm going to get them. So I I I have this fault of where that money obviously can go to something more productive than just shoes right. on my feet. But then when I see people like you that are able to do that. I, it's like a, a marvel. Cause I just like, and then I'm, but I'm aware that what I'm doing is not so great after I do it. Like, right. I like when I, like my kids aren't without like my kids. always like we've been given so many clothes that never been worn by people, by others. Like my wife's aunt has given my son's clothes without us asking. They just show up like, and there's bad clothes we got from like a thrift store, like, like Nike stuff, stuff that just don't work. Like, it's not been used. I didn't have to buy it. That'd be good. So like, fortunately, I've never had to buy my kids clothes. Yeah. And my son know, is four years old and I've bought him one pair of shoes because he's always had clothes. Yeah. And people think, Oh, you've always been given. No, it's like some people need to realize, Hey, uh, I've been given, I've been blessed. So I, I'm thank you. You know Thank saying? you, because that goes towards the money I could have spent on that goes towards other things towards yeah. my family. Yeah. Cause you know, I've always told my son this here and People say, oh, Jordan, you this, you that. I said, hold on, first of all, you know, and, you know, when his, when his friends say something, oh, you macaroni, Jesus, oh, first of all, my son wasn't, you know, he wasn't a macaroni and cheese guy. Yeah. He was a steak and potatoes and some shrimp guy. Yeah. yeah people go, what? And then I go, I, I tell Jordan, you tell me a time where, where your meal didn't have any quality meat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everybody starts laughing, you know, and then and me, I'm like, yeah, I had to make sure of that. And people always were, you know, were like, what do you mean? I go, my refrigerator had to be filled. I don't care how I did it. You know, I'm going to make sure my, you know, my kid eats, you know, and people used to get on me because I work so much. And then it was like, and then one girl made me feel bad. Like you don't spend time with your son. And I was like, in my mind, I thought to myself, you little bitch <laughs> God. you know what i'm saying and so i didn't know what to say because but they don't but, know why you're doing but then this. you know what happened this was the coolest thing i ever seen my son say who was little right he goes to me my dad spent time with me he worked that's why we got stuff you know he goes i got psps i got this i got that you he was know? never without yeah he was never without and we hang out and so i'm thinking you know, at the time, I like, had does a job. it look like he hates me? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is great. I go to. I'm like, I've been to the important games. You know, people say you don't go to. I go, Dude, no, I go to the important games. At least you were there for your son's. Games. Yeah, you know, and then so, and then I remember, you know, when you know when that happened, there was a bunch of dudes at the barbershop. shop, and I go in there. I'm thinking there, and they're talking about 
people being a good dad. I'm thinking, oh shit, they're going to talk about my work schedule. And the one dude said, nah, that's a good dad right there. And I'm thinking, who me? And I'm thinking, okay, how? And then they were just telling me the things that I do that I that I didn't like recognize. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, oh, it, it's really nice. Okay, to get I'm re- thinking, okay, but it's cool to hear that from real men and not some body trying to impress somebody. No, you know? and that's the thing. I like it. It's weird because I'll I'll get this response from like when I take my son to the store. I'll be there with my a, a, by myself with a five month old baby and my four year old son, and we would be like, oh, so nice to see you, dad. It's always the women. They say that because you know why, right? It's less meaningful than the guys giving no, me a call. No, because what it is, is because they're dead. When a woman, and, and I'm going to get the womanizer thing. When when a woman sees a man with a kid and he's doing something that's just right in my mind, so that's what I'm saying. My mind, that's probably just the biggest turn on ever, and they're ready to give you everything that they got in that basket and in the car. But isn't that kind of well? It's nice, and I'm like I always say thank you, but it also makes me feel kind of sad because I'm just like, so all I have to be. To get credit for being a good dad from you is just being around my kids. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, like, when other men who are good fathers, I know are good fathers, will say, like, you're doing all right. You're doing good. I'm like, cool. Because at least I know that you're, that, like, you know what you're doing. You're trying your best. You're supporting your kids. You're doing what you got to do. You're doing what you, you're sacrificing the things you have to sacrifice to take care of your family. And in those situations where, like, where like a younger, it's usually younger women. It's usually like probably younger than me. That'll be like, oh, it's really nice to see a father with their kids. I'm like, but you don't know anything about me. Like you don't, I could be, I'm at the, I'm at <laughs> Safeway with my kids, but you don't know if I'm a piece of shit or not. Yeah, I might beat his ass and I'll sit. Yeah. And you don't <laughs> yeah that's okay. Like you're just telling me I'm a good dad because I'm physically here with them. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Like that just kind of made me feel well, like. Well, see, it's not a good sign, but then. Is it a good sign? Because you don't. Well, see it benefits it a lot. me because then I yeah. reflect. I'm like, well, yeah, I am a good dad. Yeah, you know. See, and some people think, oh, you know, they think about what you do and what you say around them. Hey, that's my fun time with the fellas. Yeah, but you know, people used to always tell me, oh, you ain't coming. I'm like, nope. You gonna come on tonight? No. Like I can't. Okay. Why? But I'll meet you guys at Denny's later. Okay, cool. So when I go to Denny's, I got this little. <laughs> Thank caring to my son, you know, I'm like, cool, let's eat. Don't throw up on my kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna have a problem, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm like, so because I tell people, I'm like, nah, you know, I got my son, I'm not going. And it's not even about, you know, because I would never pawn him off on grandma. Yep. You know, this, oh man, ask his grandma, hell no. I'm good. You know, I'm like, I'm cool. I can sit there watching a movie. You know, I used to go to the movies with my kid. And people be like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm like, yeah, it won't be sweet when his ass starts crying. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just sit there. He'll be cool. I'm sitting there. I'm looking all weird with the, with the bottle in his hand trying to watch this good part of a movie. But I'm like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So I was, you know, and people were like, you know, people, they'll, oh, you don't do nothing. You're no fun. Okay. But, uh, but I noticed all the young girls told me that I was no fun. Yeah. But the ones who were five years older than them were like, oh, you should come to my house tonight. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to get in any trouble, but thanks for the compliment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But other than that, I'm like, it's just, a, it's just, it's, a, it's just like a separation of like people. Like I, once I had kids, I don't hang out with a lot of people. that don't have kids anymore. They don't want to hang out with me. I, I hung out with a friend recently that came over and it was really awkward because he just like sat on his phone the whole time. And I know this guy for years and it was cool catching up and stuff. But I could just tell he wasn't having a good time because he, probably expected something else and i'm like yeah even though you're here 
I can't cater to everything you're saying. Cause right. I got, I got my son that needs me. My baby's crying. I gotta go like help my baby get, feed my baby, change his diaper, hold my baby, be with my baby. I can still hang out with you, but I have to be able to do other things and be a father. My wife tells me, Hey, can you go get this or go do this? I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll be right back. But some people don't like that. Some people are just like, Oh, this is inconveniencing my fun. And then when you meet people who have other kids, and no, they figure like, it out. They figured it out. They figured oh. it out. They're like, no, we've been there. It's relatable. We can all, we all been through the same thing and you're not the only one because it can be kind of isolating. And like, but then when you actually start hanging out with people who have kids, like, fuck, first time I went, to, I hung out, I think, no, what's the first time I hung out with Jeremiah? Might have been. But, uh, me, um, my wife and I went to the, the zoo with Jeremiah and his wife. He's got three sons. So we got his three sons. My son and the baby. So we're backpacking around with four little boys, uh, five little boys. And that was hard. Right. So it was, <laughs> it was a, I think Gene was, was he born yet? Selena might have been. No, he was. I think we were pushing him. So yeah, he was like a month or two old. And, uh, you know, leave just like it was at the age. He's like, three and a half and he's just wanting to run and take off everywhere like you have to chase him down you tell him to come back he doesn't want to come back so i'm like sprinting down sprinting past the fucking elephants fucking <laughs> and he's cha- he's trying to like climb through the little fucking gap in the fence to go fucking pet an animal and i'm like no, 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 no. That one. i'm like oh, no so i'm like grabbing him I'm like no don't do that he's like i'm gonna go pet the elephant I'm like you can't pet the elephant it's gonna stomp you out yeah I'm like it's big you're small and you know but like it so when you're with other people, it's actually fun being around people with kids. Yeah. Cause you're just like, we're kind of all involved in the same thing. It's enjoyable. And like, we all kind of understand each other's exhaustion. Cause you know, if you go out with your friends and if you're tired, they think you're like the drab of the party. They're like, Oh, well, this guy's no fun. He's just tired. You're all, you're hanging out with other parents. We're all tired and we know why. But every, but have you ever had a time? I don't know if you have yet. Cause I know, I know that you're young where. It was just a bad time with somebody with kids. Yeah, because some kids are assholes. Well, no, I'm talking about just the person, like their parent is just like. I yes, I, like I've the had that jealous parent that is like, why are you jealous? It's their they're kids. You can't be jealous of kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 I and I've had that with an ex one time, and she told me this, and I just looked at her like, what? I don't like it that he could just go to his grandma's when she just calls, and he, you know. And I'm thinking, okay. So what? Why does she care so well, much? Bingo! And it was like I thought we were going to go here. And then I'm thinking, well, if my son has something planned with his grandmother, yeah. prior, then that's what he's going to do. Well, that's you think your, that's like a and to me? That's none of your business because if I'm still hanging out with you and your kids, and and I'm gonna say this: if I'm hanging out with you and your kids. And my son is going to go to his grandmother's house. You should be happy because your kids are going to get the money that was going to go to Jordan. It's well, probably going to go to them. It's more of like you a know? relinquish of power and also like her not understanding what she should have was like, cause she had kids. Yeah. So you understand that her kids are priority number one, but she couldn't understand that on your side. So it's a relinquish yeah. of power. It's not yeah. about the kids. It's about the relinquish of power. Yeah. And so I used to always have a problem with that. I'm like, huh? And I, I just, I loved it when I broke up with that person because it was, it was like, ooh, relief, you know? And then my son was like, thank God. And I was like, well, why don't you say something before? So I could end this like a long time. Nice, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, she was cool. Yeah. You know, and, you know, people. And what I would tell you is this here, like as a father, you know, people always tell me, Oh my God, your son is just like you. I'm like, yes. You know, and then, and then because he'll be cheap like me. 
right? I hope my kid right? is more cheap than no, I am. No, no, no. I mean, he'll be cheap like me. He'll, and then I laugh sometimes because he'll say some stuff that I've said like maybe 10 years ago that, that I, that I don't say now and he'll just say it or yeah. like his, his reaction. I'm thinking, is that the reaction that I gave back in the day? And then my sister starts cracking up and she goes, yeah. Oh my God. He's hanging out with us. And I go, why? Cause you got to go to work. So if he's here, then, then you're here. So we're good. And he does everything that I'm like, he just does everything that I did when I was little. So they're just like, huh? watch this food. Or, it's your child, or also say, oh, watch this motherfucker do some stupid shit. You know, he going to say something stupid, <laughs> you know, and, and he'll just blurt it out. And he was like, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister would be like, but I thought you said you was going to get the Big Mac. Yeah, I got a coupon. <laughs> he'll tell her I'm not paying a full price I got my app or something you know he's like I ain't paying that you know but he's like me sort of like, you know with his girlfriend it's totally different yeah I got it but you can tell he doesn't want to get it because it's just the back of his neck Oh, he, that's what I do when I got to spend money. He's like, yeah, go ahead and get it. Well, how is she though? Is she nice? Oh yeah. She's a, she's nice. Last night was the greatest. She's going to be, if you ever see this podcast, she's going to be mad because she was drunk. <laughs> he goes, man. And he's like, man, she drunk. I said, okay. She's doing up out there. And so took her about 45 minutes to get into the house, you know, and I, he's down there with her, with her dog, you know, little Fenty, you know, and <laughs> her I'm dog's like, named Fenty. Yeah. Fenty Chanel. Fenty Chanel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. is it Fenty like the lingerie company yeah. that Rihanna? Fenty, yeah, yeah. Fenty like Chanel. So it's, it's a cute dog. I love the dog. Very and, fitting. Yeah. And so he finally got her inside the house and then he did, you know, I know that you're going to take a shower, but don't use the big shower because she might throw up. So I'm thinking, okay, don't worry about it. I got my own shower, Jay. So I was laughing. So today before I came here, you know, they're in the house sitting on the couch and you can tell she's like embarrassed from last night. So I did tell her straight up, listen, I've already been there before. Don't be embarrassed. Hey, we all get drunk. It's no big deal. You know? Well, look happened to podcast number one with this guy. Yeah. Did I tell you about that? Oh, my God. No. Oh, yeah. Podcast number Ooh. one with him. This is not a proud moment for me. I don't know why I'm telling this, but it's a story. So, like, the so first episode me and Juan did together, uh, we were, you know, drinking a little bit, sipping, and I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't the same stuff. It was different stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll drink the same amount of stuff I normally drink. It's like, you know, it's just like maybe a glass or two. And everything's fine. We do the whole podcast, except I had to delete about the second half of it because I got massively shit-faced. And then I remember everything about it. But, but then as Juan's leaving, you know, he's like getting ready to go. He's about to take an Uber home. And I go to the bathroom, and I wake up in my bed. Right? And I'm like, cool. Well, I'm like, I don't feel any hangover. I'm like, this is cool. So I, I'm like walking first thing, you know, gonna go get a glass of water and go to the bathroom. So I'm like, I go to the bathroom, I look down, there's a blanket in the pillow right there. Just laying on the floor of my bathroom. And I'm like, did the baby grab this? Did the dog grab this? What's going on? I'm like, I didn't think anything about me. The, the, me being on that blanket did not cross my mind. So I'm like, okay. I didn't say anything to Selena. She went, even after I like used the bathroom, she went to the bathroom and didn't even say anything to me about the blanket or pillow. And uh, she seemed fine. It didn't seem like I did anything horrible. You know, like, like the after, the after, like more, the after night resentment of like something horrible you did. And then they kind of pissed at you for like the first six hours of the day. None of that. It just felt like a normal day. And then as the day went on, I was talking to Selena and she was like, yeah, you fell asleep in the bathroom next to the toilet. I'm like, I did, but I woke up in the bed. She's like, I know, but you know, you fell asleep right after Juan left, slept on the floor till like two o'clock in the morning. And then I tried to get you up, but then you want to get up. So I left you there. 
but I just brought a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, really? I'm like, that's really, that, that that was like, nice. That, that's the first thing I was like, you care. Thank you. That's really nice. And she's like, don't mention it anytime. I'll, I'll, I'll put a pillow down for you. And she's like, I didn't want you to die. So I didn't know. Like, she's like, I knew you had to like work the next day. So I didn't want you to feel like be super uncomfortable. I'm like, all right. So, and I was like, did I throw up or anything? Like, was I sick? Like, cause like the toilet seemed fine. There wasn't like mess anywhere. It's like, no, you just fell asleep on the floor. It's like, no throw up. I was like, so I just literally <laughs> collapsed in the bathroom and fell asleep. It's like, I don't know what happened, but you didn't throw up, but you just fell asleep on the ground. And I was like, <sighs> so the next day you kind of had that guilt all day of like, I'm a father. I'm a shitty human being. I felt like that all day. I'm like, what I, did I drink? I'm like, what did I drink? I forgot what it was. I don't remember what it wasn't the same stuff I normally drink. Because it was like given to me by somebody. Now I'm wondering, was Juan drinking the same thing? It was the stuff you gave me. Did you roofie me? But, uh, <laughs> God. No, yeah, what was it? It was like that 1917. Yeah, it was just stuff. a pillow. It was like a stuffed animal. Or 1790. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one. Yeah, like he's the one that brought it that day. So it wasn't even the stuff I drank. So it was like stronger. But I, you know, I had like, I had like some, two small little glasses. So what it. was it, Juan? I can't even remember. Well, all I know is that you didn't like take advantage of me because you weren't in my house. So I, you did <laughs> an Uber. You lost. But I wonder. <laughs> uh, so now I wonder, how did you sleep that night? Oh, I slept like a baby. So did so when yeah, you got home? Did you fall like out? Forty plus on me. Oh, whatever. That's kind of help. <laughs> so did you pass out when you got home? Oh yeah, I passed out. So was it the did drink? Did you feel hungover at all? Like, I did not feel hungover at all. No. No. So what kind of uh, tequila was it? No, it was whiskey, wasn't it? It was whiskey. It was just a bottle that I saw. Yeah, you didn't even, you didn't even, you're just like, this looks okay. It was a nice looking bottle or something and just. It was a really nice It was a nice looking bottle. It had an old date on it, which signifies like it might be good. Yeah, see, that's crazy because when I buy liquor, I don't even drink. I just buy it because it's a nice looking bottle and it looks good and it's just still sitting there. And it's been sitting there ever since, you know, even, even before COVID. It's just been sitting there and not cracked open. And my friend Ronnie, well, what is this? I'm comes, like, right? I'm, no, I'm just not letting anybody drink anything. I'll give him some apple juice. It's like a decoration at some point. Yeah, it's cool looking, but I'm like, I don't. It's like when people have like whiskey decanters, like the glass cups and like, you know, they pour it into the container and then pour it into like into the cup of the glass. Like the oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes it's it all look, presentation. Yeah, look all cool and stuff. But I'm like, I, oh, I would love to have one of those actually. It'd be kind of cool. We got to get that for the potty, man. We gotta yeah. get a spot over here and put like a whiskey decanter over there in the corner. Yes, I agree. Stop with a thumbs up. Don't no more just, thumbs up. Just make sure that there's like some apple juice so I can drink the apple juice to make yeah. it look like it's drinking. We, we gotta have we gotta have the whiskey along with like a bullet blender right next to it, <laughs> so we can make margaritas and make. Well, I, I'll, 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 I'll you know I need to stop drinking as much, so I'm definitely gonna down some vegetable juices. But yeah, that was not a good night, man. Like that. No, the only time I've ever gotten like super smashed. To the point of passing out was on my 21st birthday, where, you know, my 21st birthday, my friends were buying drinks. We're in downtown Portland. It was during Occupy Portland, where all the, you know, all the <laughs> tents were out there. And I remember it was right off Burnside, and they had the tents there. It was kind of near Chinatown, I think. Chinatown and, like, Voodoo Donuts. And shout out Voodoo Donuts. I wanted to go today, but you guys had a long-ass line. And Man, it sounds good, too. I, uh, I know, dude. I, I was going to go to my favorite coffee place today, which normally doesn't have a line. Shout out, Tove. Your coffee is great. I'm going to tag you in this if you don't mind. I love your coffee. But we're going to go there today. And there's never anybody there. Slightly like two or three or four people. And th- their coffee is like uh, 
like well-made Egyptian coffee and old school brewing machines. Like it takes 10 minutes for them to make it because it's good coffee. Right. Like you're getting like, you're going to get some with like booze in it. If you wanted, you can get like charcoal coffee. You can get like rose infused coffee, the variety, just all natural ingredients. It's just nice. It's in like a double decker, but where's this place at? It's off Hawthorne. It's okay. like, if you take it uh, right off Caesar Chavez, it's probably a quarter mile down the road from there. Okay. Like past that Fred Myers. But the place is amazing. Like you can even buy, um, like mint extract coffees with mint in them in like a can. Like they can their own, uh, coffees. Wow. It's so good. Like, and the coffee is just so well prepared and it's not over. It's the same price as you can get it at Starbucks or anywhere else. It's just better coffee. But like today mm. was the first time where I was like, Slightly disappointed, but like happy for the guy because like, yeah, you got customers, but damn it, yeah, clear away from me, yeah, like, God damn it, why now, why now? But like, and then uh because like me and him, we used to talk, like you know, he's starting a family, he's getting married, the guy's a small business owner, and like we talk about like him about to have a kid, and like we were both like we talked about having kids together prior to when we had kids, and then I had Gene, and then talked to him like, oh yeah, I just had my my second child, and he's like, I'm about to have my first. And it was like, so we talk about that away from my coffee. Strictly that. Like, we never really got close. Fred requested on my Instagram, but I think he ignored me. Strictly, I'm just like that guy that's just annoys about the coffee place and wants to talk too much. But, like, super chill guy, makes great coffee, highly recommend it. I suggest everybody go there. It okay. is the best coffee. I'm it's a cool it. environment. You could sit, you could go up to the upper level, sit and eat, drink and eat your coffee. They make, I think they have pastries too. And cool artwork. And you can eat on the lower level. It's a little tight, but you go up to the top. They got like pillows, chairs, canopy over the double decker bus, and just chill up there. Oh, when it's during nice. the winter, they got space heaters. During the summer, it's chill, cool environment. Highly suggest it. Um, but yeah, I totally forgot I was going with the story. But hold on, how was your day today? Because today was hot. But today was exhausting. Yeah. Hot. Um, I woke up. Uh, I wanted to sleep in because. <laughs> Normally, Saturdays, I don't get to sleep in that much. I'm usually my wife figures out something for me to do. So I'm up by like nine o'clock in the morning. Even if I wake up, go to bed at three. And so I knew that she had to go, uh, she talked to somebody to offer up and she wanted to buy these plants. Like my wife's really into plants. She wants to like decorate her house and like vines and different types of plants. Oh boy. Right. There's going to be lots of spiders. I'm terrified. I got, I got that one and I said, hell no, cause yeah. I'm not doing spiders. Yeah. There's going to be tons of spiders. There's gonna be tons of spiders. I'm fucking devastated. I I, I know it's gonna happen. There's already spiders. There's more. I've seen more spiders in this house in the first week I lived here than in the entire year I lived in my apartment. Damn. Like I just be walking to the bathroom, you see a fat ass spider spider walk across the floor. Problem is, they're not on the walls. They're on the floor. Oh no! See, mine. I'm thinking. I I, I didn't think spiders like showers. Like no, so no. now these days when I go into the shower, I'm always going like I'm looking up because there's always. This I so look right to the one little head. one like in the corner and he's looking at me and then all of a sudden I think we go eye to eye. He just starts running. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, you're going to die, but I got to figure out how you're going to die. Because- I've created different ways to kill the spiders, right? What so, do you do? You know, you know, we all have a cup there to rinse ourselves off with and stuff, right? Well, I'll have like, I have like my beard shampoo. Douchey, but I got beard shampoo. And then, um, I got different types of liquid soaps, right? But they come in these containers that if you barely squeeze them, they come out super easily. Right? So I was like, okay, it got to the point where I'm like smacking the spiders, beating them with my loofah, and then trying to whip them with like uh, an exfoliating towel. Right? I'm getting creative with these spiders because they're showing up so often. I'm like, I'm going to create a creative ways to kill these fuckers. And then it got to the point where I started using it as target practice. I take like the, my shampoo and just squirt, 
shoot it. She's like, fuck it. Shoot it like a spider web at him. Got a damn game going on? Yeah, I got a game. Because I'm, like, I'm terrified of spiders. So I have to make some light of it. Otherwise, I just, like, I just... Yeah, I, I, and I I got to man up and try not to be a pussy and tell my wife, like, can you please sell spider for me, please? Oh, right. shit. Yeah, I say it already. I can't do I'll it. I'll call my son. He'll be sleeping. Jordan! He'll like, what? What? Spider in there. Only thing and He'll I, look at me like he want to kill me. I can't... The weird thing is, like, if it's in a scenario where they're in my bed... So you don't say that. Or in, no, that's what I'm saying. My wife said, I just saw a spider in the bed. I'm like, I'm getting out and you're killing it because I ha- I can't visibly see it and I don't think I'm going to find it. And there's probably more. The odd, like the fact that I know something's there and I can't see it or get rid of it makes it so much worse. Than it yeah, is. I can't sleep. Like if I see it in a, like a hamper with some clothes, I'm not going to be able to sleep because I know that spider's in my clothes, like in my clothes. And if there's clothes in that basket after wear tomorrow, I'm going to be thinking about it all day. But like, am I going to get bit by a spider? Yeah. You know, and back to my story though. No, you're always saying um, shit. I can't do spiders. So I had to drive all the way to Cordell Road, Beaverton, to pick up a fucking plant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. I, I drink half a cup of coffee. I, I, we watched Alien 2 last night. So I was like, and that movie's so much worse than the first one. Yeah, I know. Have you watched the first Alien? Yeah. That the, first, the first one is good. Alien? I think it was directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, it's a all horror movie classic. Yeah. Low budget, but that movie was beautiful. The second one was directed by fucking James Cameron, the guy who directed Avatar and Titanic. And he turned that thing into an action movie. And I was like... This is supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be scary. And the whole point of it being scary is like it's not reliant on the alien itself and what it's doing. The, the second one was like, let's try to show more animatronic attacks yeah. from the alien. And end up looking like they're just grabbing onto something like, like that. And you're like, it's noticeably stupid. I think Bill Pullman was in it. I don't know who was the guy. Yeah, game over, game over. Yeah, game over. He's like, this is like the panicky guy. Yeah. And everybody else is like bad actors. Like there was a stip- like stereotypical like Hispanic woman that like was extremely buff that played badass. That, yeah. that was badass. That was like trying too hard. And like they stereotyped every character. It's the eighties. I think it was the early eighties. But then, uh, what's her face um, that played the main actress? Her name was Ripley. Ripley. Um, what's her name? She's an Avatar too. James Cameron likes her. Oh yeah. Oh god, I just got me. Like, I just pulled a blank on her because I watched that last night too. It's weird. But yeah, so <laughs> it was on TV. Hey. Yeah. So like that, we watched that, and I was Is like, Sigourney oh, Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Okay, there it was Sigourney go. Weaver. She's so hot. My wife has like my wife has my wife was just like had such a crush on her. My wife thought I was like she's such a beautiful woman. But, uh, it's her voice, man. Yeah. And I think it's because she's got very defined features. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so we watched that and I was kind of disappointed. And I was like, kind of wasting my movie night on this shit. You know, like spent two hours of my life. That's why you got to be very selective about what movies you watch. So you pick a bad movie, it fucks you up for like three days and you're like, I can't even rewatch a good movie. Like I have time to watch a movie until next weekend. Like I can't, I don't watch movies throughout the day because my son's got his stuff and I'm trying to sleep when I can, you know, but so we went to that, pl- we got that plan. Fortunately, the next plant is closer in Portland, so we're just catching on our way back. And I'm like, okay, so we stop at this place, we get it. I have to listen to her. I'm sitting there in the car while she's, the lady that's selling her the plant is giving her a rundown on how to take care of the plant. And it took like 10 minutes. Like, I'm watching them, I'm looking out my window, and the lady's like, showing her like how to water it properly or whatever. I'm like, this is what happens? This is when you buy a plant, you have to get like a 10 minute lecture from the lady. Yeah, because they'll die. Because like, they, they're attached. They're attached to the plant. Because if you weren't attached to the plant, you want to give instructions how to keep it alive. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, god damn it. Okay, my kids are asleep, so I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. I'm just sitting there, like, impatient. And 
So on the way back, I'm like, you hungry? You want to go get some food? She's like, sure. Where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't care. So we stopped by. That's when we stopped by the, I wanted to get some coffee from that tow place. And I was already pissed off because the line was full. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be driving all day. I'm getting co- I can't even get the coffee I want to get. Uh, I go to this other food cart that I, I, this, uh, I think it's called Soul Sisters. I've heard of that. But never... it's a Korean place. But I heard of that. I, heard I think of it's such it. a cool name for the name called Soul Sisters, but it's two Korean chicks who run from Seoul, Korea. Yeah, from Seoul, Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea. Yeah. But uh, that place was closed. We're like, damn it. I was like, well, you want to go? Should we get Chipotle? And she's like, all right. So I was like, I told her, I was like, I got to stop by my apartment, my old apartment, because I tell my air conditioner in the window, right? I'm thinking I'm going to put my air conditioner up in here because it's hot as balls because it's been a hot day. And I get to the place. And then, like, I'm pulling into, like, my apartment parking spot, and I'm sitting there. I open my trunk up, and the entire trunk is full of plants. So I'm like, can't even put my air conditioner in here now because these fucking plants. <laughs> and then I look at the plants, and I see bugs. I'm like, there's be some fucking spiders in my car now. And then just, like, everything that's happening is putting me in a worse mood, right? And then I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. So... I like I get back in the car. She's like, "What's that? She's like, "What happened? Are you okay?" I'm like, "No trunk space." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "No trunk space." Cause you're fucking plastic. Well, the trunk space. I can't fit my air conditioner in there. She's like, you can put it in the back. I'm like, "Where? Between the kids? Like between the kids and the car seat?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, come back tomorrow." And she's like, "All right." So we drive to Chipotle, and I go into Chipotle to get my shit. And it's like an older gentleman, old Asian couple. I don't know if it was the grandparents or the parents, but they're like in their sixties and a little kid, arguing with the people in Chipotle. About their order, right? And I'm like, now I gotta wait in line. I gotta deal with these people. Like, I, I'm just like, I just want to get my food and go. And it's already like said, you know, Chipotle is like white people Mexican food subway. You know, yeah. it's like it's like it's gonna take me a while just to make my food, and I gotta order for my wife and my kid. And like now I gotta deal with them arguing. So I'm just like, please just leave. You're not gonna get any food because you're already this mad. You're not gonna take food from this place. You haven't even gone to the checkout stand to pay for it yet. Like, you're like halfway through stacking your burrito in your fucking bowl. You're not going to leave with your food. What happens? They storm out, don't get their food. So I listen. I'm sitting there for 10 plus minutes, listening to them argue in front of me, and they don't even get their food. I'm like, oh my God, this is good. Like, even worse. And then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, they didn't even take their food. Like, I would have reached, like, you didn't even, like, let me pay for my order and leave. They just left. So I'm like, oh, I wasted all that time. So my day for the first half, was full of anxiety, but when I got home, it was cleaning, which I did. But my, you know, the kids were sleeping, so did a lot of cleaning. Put stuff in the attic, cleaned out the garage. Uh, was kind of thinking about things to talk about during the like during the podcast, and just kind of studying things. When you know, I, it was a day where I had time outside of doing that, which I'm glad I did that in the morning because we had to be at the first place at ten, so I was up by like nine. So I was like, even though like I felt like we did that forever, it, I, we were done by noon. So I feel like, oh, even though the first half, the first quarter of the day was pretty shitty, at least I got the rest of the day. And it's been a good day so far, you know? Oh. Hang out with you guys. Yeah. You know, Ours was got a free desk. Stuff. Yeah, we got car yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you're going to tell me what happened with that? Oh, no, it was, to me, it was fun. We thought it was going to be maybe a two, three hour process. Yeah, he said it was like all day, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> when things go wrong, they just go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So uh, it was, you know, it was still fun, but it was just like, you can just feel the heat just coming and coming and the coming. Heat made and coming. It worse. Oh man. Well, for him, it did. For me, it was just, cause I don't know what the hell I was doing. I'm just like, okay, just tell me what to do and I'll just hold something, whatever. 
And, uh, man, I'm talking like when he was burning himself, like, what's hot? I'm thinking, damn. <laughs> You're like, you know, I was like, damn, I'm glad I'm not doing that. Cause I don't know what the hell You're I'm doing. A piece of metal. He's like, ah. I was like, oh, this seat is hot. I'm thinking, damn. Damn, you know, there's you been no AC when you're working on it, right? Uh, no, because nope, no, because the battery we had took the battery thing off, yeah. and it was like, where you know, me, I'm thinking all we gotta do is this, 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 and it's done. And then it just seems like when we when we got close and we're like we're done, and all of a sudden we start the car and it's just and and then we're looking at each other like. No, let's try this. Let's try that. And then, you know, so then, you know, you got to use your minds. And so, but I'm looking at him because he's the, he's the mechanic. So I'm thinking, like, how are you going to fix yeah, it, Juan? I'm thinking, whatever he's going to do, I'm just going to go with it. And dude, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we run around. The funny part is to me was, you know, you're looking for a USB charger. Okay. The first generation USB charger. Uh huh. They still make brand new shit with the first generation charger. Oh. You should be able to find this at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. Uh, uh. No. So we went over to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> we're looking around. Micro, 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 micro. And we're like, damn. Safeway. Micro. And then I said, hold on. The Goodwill. <laughs> oh, they'll have it. <laughs> you know, A stack of them. Yeah. And so we're looking in there, but then... I didn't want to be rude because, you know, there was two guys standing there, you know, and I didn't say anything, but they were standing there looking through the things. And I'm thinking in my mind, hurry the fuck up, dude. You ain't even looking fast enough. So I don't want to be rude. So I'm trying to stick my hand in there and hopefully my body would be like, hey, dude, move. And I was waiting for, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my mind. Juan, get in here. We can overpower these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> these and then, we're not the way to and then somehow, I don't know, Juan read my mind, but he's in there. And we're just, we're going down there. And then, I don't know about him, but I started, my mind is, I'm being competitive. I got to find this fucking thing first. So I'm trying to find the thing first, you know. Uh-huh. And then Juan's looking. He's over here. But I'm thinking, I already looked over there, buddy. You know, that's Juan found it? No. And then I pull out a bag. I go, this is it. And he says, it's it. But then when we got to the car, he was fucking with me. I don't know. I'm like, hold on, man. What the fuck, you know? So he's like, nah, nah, this is it. But I'm talking about, but that was fun. And here's the part that was, I was laughing about this because, you know, some people at the job, they say, oh, they tell you, they keep messing with his mom. And I'm thinking, I'm not doing that. That's just not what I do, you know? So when his mom came out. Yeah, what know, happens with that? Oh, Everybody's that was, always macking on your mom. Here's, you know, you know, I you know, you know, I don't do that type of stuff because to me, that to me, that's a lot of times to me, that's disrespectful. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's funny so, to joke about it sometimes, but, but too far. But it was it's, funny because when she came out, she was just talking to me, right? I'm thinking, okay. And then she asked me, you know, do you speak Spanish? And I'm thinking, uh, no, I'm no. And then I'm like, no, Juan hasn't taught me yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's all that came out. And then, and then she says something in Spanish and then she says something like about the truck. So I'm like, okay, I understand what you said. And then she goes, oh. Nice truck. I go, she goes red. I go, yeah, that's my favorite color too, you know? And so, you know, it was, I mean, it was, to me, it was like, okay, cool. I met his mom. So now. the same age as his mom too. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. I seen what they were talking about. I'm thinking, okay, great, cool. Well, what sister? It's like, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to. Number one thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go up to a friend and say, hey, man, this is about your mom. 
That's just not no, happening. Not to purposely it's, piss him no, off. No, I'm not. You There's know, a difference. Now, he knows that we're now, just fucking Now, when we're him. joking around, yeah, we're joking around, but I still don't do a whole lot. I feel like you have to be on a certain level, yeah. Juan, to be able to, like, say anything yeah, about his Yeah, but mom. then again, it's, there's just... There's just some things that I just. But like, if you saw my do. mom, you guys, there's, 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 some of us have moms that never been macked on. You know what I mean? So like, my mom was a mom. Like, if you came to my house right now, my mom would be wearing a muumu, like you know what a muumu is, like a nightdress, whatever. Yeah. And you would not find her attractive once a bit. Like, my mom was a wonderful person, but I never had to deal with that. I had a friend. I'm not going to say who he is because I'm still friends with him. That his mom was banging, right? Like the. First mom, where you're just like, you don't, you, how are you a mom? Like, this is unbelievable. Like, this is a real thing. Like, I heard of the term MILF, but I thought it was only of legend. Yeah. Like, this is real. I was like, I can't believe it. And then you think that you have a chance when you're like 13 years old. You're like, I can give this one. Oh, dude, I tried that. Like, but it, like, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like my friend's mom. It was my friend Zach. He was talking to this one chick and we went over there to go hang out for a minute and all of a sudden, I've seen this person in some lingerie go to the bathroom. And I'm like, ooh. So I kept looking out the door. <laughs> and it was the girl's mom. And You're me. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. And so those, you know, I don't, you know, I don't smoke. They're in there smoking. So I wanted to get out of the room. And I don't know why I even did this. It was, I, don't, I just went, knocked in her mom's room and said, they're in there smoking. I can't do this smoke. So I sit in her mom's room and I'm watching, watching the movie with her mom wearing this lingerie that was damn near see-through. And I'm just she like, give a shit. No, but, but she's, you know, cause I'm a very respectable guy, but damn it, I'm looking, you know, she doesn't notice that every single time she turns this way, I'm going, this is, this is a great movie. And I'm just waiting. Look, like it's got a great, and plot, every, right? every time she turned away, I just kept looking. She was freaking hot. And my Dumbass! Before I left, I said, "Yo, we should hang out more often." And then, and then, and then I left. And then the girl said, "My mom said that you said that you guys should yeah, hang of course, out more often." Gonna go well. I said, yeah. "I said I was just joking." No, she told me to tell you, you "You're hanging out with my mom." Oh, I hung out with her mom, but <laughs> you know, this is like junior year. Yeah, getting to my junior year before I was dating my son's mom. But yeah, I was like, "I went over there, hang out." But no, other than that, that's that's all it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll keep it at that. I, I, I like, I just it was based on the well. A lot of my friends had older moms. Like, for coincidentally, women that had children later in their year, like like fifty. Like, I had a friend whose parents were like he had a brother and sister that were like twenty five plus years older than him because his parents just accidentally had a you know a kid late late in life. So his parents were like elderly when I met them. Like, there was nothing to do at their house. All we did was sit around and watch Lord of the Rings all day. Oh shit! I spent a summer watching Lord of the Rings every day for a weekend. Like that was like what we did at his house. See, can I ask you a question? What's good? Okay, I hate to say this because I know I'm about Lord of the Rings. Like, my son loves Lord of the Rings. I can't. I I've watched this movie ten times probably, and I'm still trying to finish it because I can't. It's because hard. you you got to let go of the time aspect. No, no, no. It wasn't the time. It's like I'm trying. Like okay, okay. Yeah, you're trying too hard. Yeah. Well, no. I I don't think it was enough action. For me, it was too Especially much. Especially the first one. The first one Yeah, it was low. too much fantasy for me, so I couldn't do it. It's just like watching, like, The Walking Dead. My girlfriend goes, yeah. why? She goes, why can't you watch it? I said, well, well, because when I was younger, they had, you know, those zombie movies. I thought it was going to be cool, but to me, it was too, now, like I said, it was too slow. Yeah, and once so they I took got Rick out, it wasn't and, worth watching And anymore. once they start going, oh, oh, I said, I'm done. You know, and so, I to me, when I was little, 
scary movies weren't were not scary until I watched Halloween. Well, that's the thing. I can't be scared. I can't. Okay, I have a thing with horror movies where I don't get scared by them. I can get like the surprise shock from them. Yeah, but there's no fear involved because I know they're not real. Like it's like the only movie I felt legitly scared of was. I think back when I was in elementary school, when the first Scream movie came out, right? And you were afraid that, of Scream? No. Well, th- 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 this okay. So my, the way my living room set, like remember the first, <laughs> remember remember what the first movie uh, in the first scene? Was, oh like, yeah, Drew, Drew Barrymore's in her house, and like she's got glass window right there, and yeah. the guys just hop a bush to bush. You just see yeah. him in the background, bush to bush, and you're like, oh, she's about to get killed. Yeah, like you know she's about to get killed because she's home by herself. Drew Barrymore wasn't super big then, so she was killable. And you're like, oh, she's going to die. And so I was like, I look, I'm in my living room. I lived in uh, this uh, duplex in Wood Village, Oregon, like next tra- next to Troutdale. And so the way the couch was sitting is like right here. And directly was the TV. But to the right of the TV was a hallway and then our back door, which it had no screen on it. So like I would be, I would be um, watching the movie and then. It's pitch dark in the back, and I can see bushes. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, and like, I'm like, so that started a fear for like years of like, my wife, like now, we're like, if I'm in the living room during the day, I'll keep the blinds open. But at night, they go down because I don't want people to see yeah. me when I can't see them. That's still like, it's just it's something I learned. I don't know why. It's just, it stuck with me since, all because of Scream. But any other horror movie, I can't get scared by it. The Conjuring, all these. Yeah. The Exorcist, I would say, is a legit Okay, The Conjuring, only thing that scared me was, you know, the person that was on top of that damn shelf. You know, like, whoa, you know, that got me. Other than that, I was fine. It was, it was, you know, it was still good. The only movies that ever got me, and I tell people, it was mainly Halloween. Because, because I remember, you know, you know, I was, you know, my, when I was, you know, married and young and married, you know. It was, I had bootleg cable, of course, because you ain't paying for that. So. I don't know if I had bootleg cable. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it, it was great. The, the little cable box bootleg, you know. That's so, the name of this podcast, so, the bootleg cable. You know what I'm saying? So. Mark it. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm talking like, Halloween was on. And I like the movies, but it's like at a certain point, I don't want to watch like certain parts. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, you know, I'm watching this part and you can see Michael Myers like in the background of this movie. Now I'm a, what 20 19 20 maybe yeah and i'm looking and i'm like and i look towards the back of my room and i'm like oh shit fuck that i'm getting the fuck out of this house <laughs> and then and, then, and then i messed up and left the tv on right and this phone. And i would so, say that mike myers do you think is probably the scariest white guy in I like horror movies history to me I, well, like they said, that changed the face of horror movies because it used to be, you know, when I was younger, it used to be like Dracula. And those weren't scary. They were from monsters to people. Yeah, yeah. Like the to realistic monsters, yeah. Well, mainly like yeah. people. Pretty much serial killers. You know, they went from like. Serial you know, killers, but had a sense of like being yeah. possessed that and, made them more evil. And that just scared the bejesus Because it's real. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, when you say like, like when I watched The Hills Have Eyes for the first time. Oh, yeah. That made it seem like. That could fucking happen. Yeah. I don't want to drive through the desert. I don't even want to go to California now because that's a possibility. But, um, yeah, dude, that shit's scary. But, uh, how are we doing on time? We got a couple minutes, right? Uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up. But, no, dude, we definitely gotta have you on again. 
because this oh, has yeah, been this is fun. really, really fun. And it's kind of like I could feel like I can talk to you forever. And <laughs> but um, do you need like you don't have like social media? You have do you have Instagram, Facebook? You, I know you do, but do you, I are do. you on it? I, I have it. But would you like more people to be on it? Would you talk to them if they Fred requested you? Fred requested yeah, Eric. I mean, <laughs> you don't even respond to my like okay. messages on there. Okay, here it goes. I'm I'm still trying because I've always been like a private people don't get I'm always been like a private person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you see me post something, like, you know, like what last year I I think I just I finally, think a majority of your photos yeah, are your dog. I finally put, you know, in a relationship. And everybody goes, Oh my god, you're in a relationship? I'm like thinking, I have been for years. You know, and then of course my girlfriend's like, Yeah, nine years. You know, she's like, nine years. I'm thinking, yeah. But I just never really put stuff up. Yeah, I'm trying to get into it. It's just hard. You know what we're going to get you into, Eric. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you know, because people want to hear what you have to say. It's okay. Goes. It's just like there's some of like you know my old friends. When when they're doing their stuff, it's too many quotes. Yeah. You know. You know. Don't get me wrong. I don't. You know. There's. I don't. I'm not going to say the name because they they might think that I'm disrespected. But you know how you get these gangster rappers. Yeah. Well, they keep, like, and they keep putting those person's quotes on there, and it's like, okay, I'm not really you ever into that. I know we can we can go you on know, about this because I could say like, you see a lot less of like people who actually are intelligent posting quotes. Like, it's more about like, you know, quote about this is what I do when my boyfriend gets home from the gym and doesn't talk to me. Kind of quote. Yeah, like, and I'm thinking, do so? I give a fuck? What? Yeah, do I care? You're not quotable. I'm like, why are we quoting everyday people? I want to hear somebody who has something to say that's going to change my life. Yeah. I don't want to hear about like my boyfriend doesn't talk to me when he comes home from the gym, so I got to shake my ass in his face, or I got to fucking do something. Listen, me, I like Tupac. To my kids yell at me. Yo, I love Tupac, but I don't need to. Ke- I, I know all of his quotes. Stop yeah. acting like I don't know. I his know quotes. he's a thug. You know what I'm Tupac saying? You know he's me. a thug. He he said things, but I don't care. Yeah, you know, and so. I'm like, I'd rather see you post a damn dish of food well, so I can talk well, bad Eric, about it. you're going to be on social media more now because you're Yeah, I'm going to try. Podcast. I'll do my best. But, um, yeah, like, follow us on, you know, we got the YouTube channel. Follow us on Wild Weird on YouTube. Um, uh, subscribe, hit the, the bell button. That'll notify you whenever we post new videos and new clips. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, um, wherever you find us. Um, yeah, Eric, thank you for being on, man. This has been great. Thank you, Juan, for not talking as much and just being there. Uh, and, you know, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.